0: What's up, everybody? That's when I decided to make myself a cup of tea.
1: Tea!
2: Ah, coffee instead. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I did a tea reduction of cold water.
3: Oh.
2: Wow. Very progressive of you. (laughs) Minus the tea, minus (laughs) the heat.
3: Welcome, everybody, to our our ZBO Q&A. Hi. It's going to be real kind of stupid and chill and relaxed today. Um, and we're just going to chat and talk with you people and get, get some questions answered. And I'll dodge a ton of questions. It'll be great. Perfect. It'll be great. Um, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the, uh, to the Q&A wrap-up. Um, I'll put a little message up just for anybody that decides to join us today uh, as, as we continue on. Uh, Jay is going to be a bit late. He's going to be a bit late, um, but he will be joining us. Um, unfortunately, Colo couldn't make it today. I did, I did ask, uh, Colo's not going to be able to join us today, unfortunately. Um, I'm happy about that, but yeah, she, th- I
1: had some questions, but the really,
3: okay. the really interesting part there, Brad, is that he, she cited you as the reason that she didn't want to be here today. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. specifically. Yeah. 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 Trying well, to frame my, my Brad's going to be there. I should
3: just put the thing on it, shouldn't
0: I? I should just warn it. I should just warn the thing. That that
3: horrible itchy wig it will have to return to your pubic region. I'm gonna hey, be <laughs> throwing it
0: into the garbage.
2: I actually bought a wig recently i I hate them because they're itchy, I'll agree, but i you know, I bought one recently for stew and it drives me nuts. you're not, you're not wearing it. You, I'm not wearing it. It is so itchy, like it takes the hell out of my face.
4: Now, I imagine kind of doing a, that uh, for
2: all
5: year. because that, that's what Brad was doing. My
0: <laughs> uh, hats off. I didn't kind know it was of, that uh, itchy. It kind of solidified the fact that I I will almost never wear another wig on
3: a show again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it for was charity.
0: I would do it obviously, yeah. But like for a whole year-long show, that if yeah. you go back and and probably if you created some sort of Kujo powered bot. That could go back and search all the VODs for me doing this. It probably looks like I have like gross, itchy ears and I'm constantly just shoving my finger into my gross, waxy, hot ears, but I'm not. I'm endlessly removing the little hairs from the wig that are tickling the tops of my ears all the time. I'm just pushing them out and stuff. We
4: and need I was always really conscious now. of it.
2: Yeah, like
0: I bet yeah. I bet there's <laughs> tons of it. <laughs> In the, uh, yeah, in the VODs and stuff, but I was, I was always like super conscious of it the entire time. I was like, man, they probably think I'm like disgusting,
5: you know, just like, oh, yeah, tasty earwax. That and touching long all my before stuff. the show. Fingers in his ears the whole
0: time. Mm. Long before yeah. the show.
3: Super um, just itchy
0: wig. I hated it.
3: So if, uh, I mean, we're just gonna be kind of shooting the shit here today. We're gonna be, yes. you know, we're just gonna be chatting it up. Uh, if you, if you, uh, chat people have any questions that you'd like us to, to uh, answer, or for me to look at and then say, no, I'm not going to answer that. Um, you can uh, you can do exclamation point Q in the chat because Cujo was kind enough to throw up a uh, a, a quick bot for us, um, and we've got a we've got a like uh, little little uh, program that can that can see the questions in an easy way. Um, so yeah, Thank that's just exclamation point Q, and then whatever question you want to ask in the chat. Um, there's Noodle being an all-star for showing us. There is nibble. no guarantee we will answer your question. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> but then there is a
0: chance that we will. Because everyone always goes crazy. Correct. Whenever you do these things. We did one for Darkfire the same way. One of these shows at some point the same way. And the next day someone was like, You didn't answer my question. <laughs> and I was like, What the <laughs> Noodle? You're free. <laughs> leave me alone
4: but
1: it does save all of them so some of us at least for Darkfire we would go in we went into the discord to try to answer them
0: Uh, I put a pdf out with the ones that were important that we didn't really feel like we had time to answer on the thing Um, we answered a few for that on there but Wax never going to do that so I'm not going to offer it for you look at him (laughs) we barely got him here (laughs) to do
3: this The show is fine. If you didn't realize everything I was trying to do, that's on you. No, I don't. That's it is what it is. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, I guess we can start off with uh, with you know you guys. Let's start off with you guys. If you have any questions that you want to ask, and then we can sort of jump in into the uh, audience questions. How's that? Yeah, sound? I have this this itching,
0: and I'm curious as to if you think. No, I do have a, a serious question, if you don't mind me jumping straight in with it. Yeah, go for it. It's for you, actually. Okay. Um, why do you think that wood has a gravitational pull?
4: <laughs> 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 well, why Brad. do you think that? <laughs> well, Brad, if you, had,
3: if you had actually listened to the words that came out of my mouth, I said that the chairs were bolted down. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Jerk. So
2: good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good.
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> any any uh, any other questions? Any other
1: questions? Oh yay, they're working. Okay. Yeah, they working. Oh, sweet. They're working.
3: They're nice. popping. They're populating, popping in there. Anybody else from from our group here? I Pumpkinberry's like Have I Yeah. I,
1: I will I asked everybody a question, she, but we she, can skip mine. You're on listen. the
3: show, PB. You don't
0: need to type in the chat. I was just testing chat. this you're in. Here.
1: Okay. Okay. Right. I just want ask to ask your sure. question. Okay. I do, I do have a question. Uh, okay. Well, it's one for each of you. Wyatt, What was Wyatt's favorite kind of anime? Did you ever think of that and have that ready in case somebody asked you? Or was it always improv?
0: No, I thought I would improv all of it. I just, I assume that he likes any, um, he totally just enjoys like shonen bullshit, right? Where the the main boy hero with green hair is just absurdly overpowered and always, you know, deep down he's a good guy. I don't think he probably uh, I can't imagine that he has um, favourites or any I don't think he's even that much of a real like otaku. I don't think he's like the type that would collect like models like Effie. Yeah. I think he just, it's his preferred kind of escape um, and obviously he was a long distance trunk driver basically. So I just thought it, at first, I just thought oh, it would be cool if he just if he just was into anime, since this is an anime. Um, so, yeah, I didn't actually think I would need to uh, rely on it too much, honestly. I didn't think it was going to be a character trait, mm. you know? I just thought it would be something that, just like a throwaway thing that he was into. Um, but, yeah, I just assumed he, he had a long... Di- like, those truckers, I don't know any truckers in real life, but from what I understand, they have... Like crazy entertainment systems because they sit in that cab for ever, days, weeks, driving long distance across the world. So imagine that on a space level. I just imagined he had like a wicked setup with some sort of screen, and because the 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 ship can do everything for him, yeah, so he could probably really kick back and just watch Netflix the whole time. So I imagine he would just binge anime because there's so much of it. So I don't, I never really thought that he had like a favorite or he was like obsessed in the way that like like someone would be like oh, i need to get a goku figure you know or whatever I just, it was just that was his preferred media to watch
1: we actually have a small group of truckers that watch table story so shout out to you all because i have seen your comments on youtube and in the discord and I, I know you're out there and you you binge our shit and i love oh, yeah. it so shout out to you
0: yeah leave me some uh leave me some comments because this the season two that we're doing is a prequel so i need to know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Prequel. <laughs> Prequel. Um, okay, so I had a question for Stu. How did Stu's rivalry begin? I think it
2: started out like, one of those cliché, like, animes. Stu always won. Like, you know how Gary Oak and Ash started their rivalry? Like, he'd look over and Blanson would have so much more than what Stu had. And Stu would always be jealous, like, Oh, I'll get you, Blanson. Like he would actually have the sports car and like all the all the cheerleaders and fangirls like parading around him. Um, I feel like that was motivation for like Stu at first, like be better than and then he found like his own- Pure jealousy. Yeah, yeah it was just sheer jealousy. Like, oh, yeah. I'll show him. He had like a moderate interest in acting, but when he saw Blanson being so successful at it, he was like, oh, I can do better than that. Yeah, it was more competition than it was. Yeah.
1: And I, I noticed that in the beginning, at least, he was sort of portrayed as maybe potentially being a nice guy to you and you just hated him anyway, until of course, you know, the episode in which we realized he was an asshole. Um, but did you always sort of kind of see it that way? That the relationship w- was sort of ambiguous? Like maybe he is trying to help you out and hook you, out, hook you up with an agent or was he always kind of a dick to do.
2: I feel that Blanson has always been a dick to Stu, but, like, that always, you know, putting that face on to, like, oh, no, I'm actually very nice and helpful, but, like, deep down is, like, oh, I know I'm already better than this guy.
3: Yeah, that's I'm the just, way I tried just to play him. him. Yeah. I tried yeah. to
2: play him so hard, like...
3: He, he was... He, it was... It's the nice people that can basically tell you to go fuck yourself without telling you to go fuck yourself that are the worst, right? Like, that... That horrific condescending tone that you can give someone that's telling them, I fucking hate you.
2: You know, like, (laughs) you, uh, Blancet was made perfectly. Like, (laughs) uh, honestly, you did a fantastic job because I really wanted everyone to like him. And just Stu hates his guts because he knows (laughs) what kind of snake he is. It was done so well. I hated him in character,
0: (laughs) at least. I I had your back somewhat at that thing because I was like authority problem kind of translates pretty well to hating these kind of dickish rich rich kind of Hollywood types and because I already knew you and uh, yeah when we went to the Blantz over dinner I was like I feel like I need to be his like backup here and and I was playing Wyatt as so like. um full of himself because we all had these like superpowers so yeah. he, Wyatt in his head at that point was like I am Gohan you know like he's like fuck yeah. You, fuck yeah dude so I was like oh, f- let's kill him you know Like, yeah, let's like that. Him out. <laughs> that
1: was fun too because I think like during that episode I got to play Effie as trying to be the wingman sort of in yeah. a weird way and it just it was we were that trying was to get a drunk that was, and yeah. stuff
4: yeah.
0: yeah it was great
1: She was just like, Sue's the best, and didn't you know this? And he's done that, and just failing miserably at it. It was really good. Fun. Um, Okay, so I had a question for you, um, Myth, about Mm -hmm. uh, creating Luca. uh, He ended up being like such a huge father figure. Is that something that you had intended during character creation, or was that something that happened organically during play?
5: Um, I think that's something I wanted to have So the creation of Luca, because I don't watch a lot of anime and I'm not a huge fan of anime, um, so it was, like, me trying to find the right archetype that would fit in the anime tropes. Um, so I was trying to figure out how I would do this, uh, what we would need as, um, as like, the archetypes that are being filled by these characters and by our party. Um, and I was like, well, what's, what's a character that I haven't played before and what's a... Um, a gameplay mechanic that I could try to use. And I was like, you know what? Grappling could be really cool. Um, so I built the mech first. I wanted to be a, a pilot that ha- was a grappler. Uh, and then uh, and then not knowing the system very well. And also my first table story show, I'm super shy. And, and, and so, I, so the character became very quiet. Um, and then uh, I think through, of course, playing and getting used to everybody and getting used to the show and getting used to the, the game mechanics and everything like that, uh, we start to see more of Luca. Um, and, uh, it, it really kind of worked out, uh, and organically created him in the way that I kind of always wanted him to be. I wanted him to be the father figure. I wanted him to be, um, a lost prisoner. Um, there was something more than just him being a prisoner. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of where, where I've always kind of went with him. I wanted this big bulky guy who just wanted to fight stuff and he wanted to live fast and loose, loose and, uh and see and if he and like i wanted he's always his he always wanted to have the gladiatorial death he always wanted to die in Mm. battle um and that's always kind of like and that was sort of me being like i don't know the system i don't know if i'm gonna like this character i don't know if i'm gonna like this role i'll just make this character just rush headlong into battle and that's who he'll be um but as we played more uh we started to find out more about his character and i started to develop and uh, he started to develop more of and show his true colors and his backstory started to get ironed out into his being and, uh, and uh, yeah, so it was kind of like he always had, like the backstory that we've had has always been there um, with him being uh, the, the prisoner on Scorpa, losing some of his family, uh, losing his wife, not ever seeing his wife again uh, because of the loss that he had. Um, so he's just constantly going from job to job or being broken out from prison um, to then uh, work and to continue fighting. Um, and him just being this lost puppy in a way of trying to find out where he stands, but still finding those he can uh, he can trust and love on the way. Uh, it's always kind of been the theme for him. Is that he always has? He's always he always wants to make sure that the group he's with is his family. Um, even if it was on Scorpa, if it was his family before, if it was the Jobs before uh, his family, or if it was uh, uh, the Xebio crew. Um, it's kind of always how it's been. And then and then, of course, with how everything went with him uh it ended up being uh really great so, it so was, when uh...
1: you're creating sorry mm-hmm. did i just brad were you saying something did i just speak over something no, but i'll say something okay. since right.
5: you
0: refused to start a sentence um the do you th- it, it was pretty crazy how it worked out poetically that you lost a child and we all gained like a father figure yeah right type of thing i was that very you...
1: curious about that
0: yeah, if, you could write a whole film if you just wrote down that as a as a as a starting point for a, a yeah. skilled writer, and just be like, here is a you know a group of lost individuals, and one of them is a, a specifically has lost a child, um, and a family, and then becomes a very yeah, central a driving chance. force to bring because yeah. in losing Luca, it was one of the main things that really brought us together, and a lot of the early themes, the first few episodes of us doing the training. And just right. not being a team. You know, even even when we kinda tried, we still weren't a great team. I think the the Luca Death kind of solidified us as a team. It was like something that we all went through. That and the Blant
5: yeah. over, they were equally as traumatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And one right after another yeah. too is it, was, it mm-hmm. was definitely a tempering experience. The um but yeah, that's kind of also where I wanted to go with it. I wanted to have this third act. Like I wanted to have the I wanted to have him go at some point, but I didn't know how or when. Um, because I knew there was other things. Like I started to look at the, the Iskander and I was like, that's a really cool mech. How could I get that to work? Would, would Luca pilot an Iskander? And I was like, no, probably not. But I also do want to try that. Um, so I was kind of already like on the horizon of maybe, maybe the, the, maybe this chapter will close at some point soon. Um, but yeah, I've kind of always like, he's always been about second chances. And even in the story, there's always been about second chances with him. Um, and like he, he, in his eyes, he failed once as a father. And then when he came back or he failed once also as a civilian and he went to prison for it. Uh, and then he was washed away from that to try again with now this new experiment and new, uh, technologies. Uh, and then he tried again, of course, in that he saw the second chance for him to try to have a family again. Um, and then even more later on through the farther episodes you start to see a second and a third chance and it's all about him having more chances which was really cool and I thought that was really cool how it, that happened that was never planned but that was really awesome
3: it mm. was a really insightful uh, comment Brad um, I'm always very impressed this is this is a heartfelt compliment you're extremely insightful when it comes to um, analyzing character motivations uh, I feel like that's, you're one of the best people I've ever seen when it comes to just analyzing everybody's little thought proce- processes. Um, and uh, that was a good find. I didn't even really think about that, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, well, thanks for the compliment. Feels weird.
0: Um, I, I feel just, like I'm dirty. Su-
4: <laughs> I'm super,
0: super into it. Um, into uh, into complimented? being complimented. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm super into like character motivation stuff when I watch uh, TVs and TV shows and movies and things like that. Um, so I don't know. I I guess it just bleeds through a lot of the time. I don't think I necess- I don't know if I even understand it. You know, I've never like I've never taken like a writing class. You know, I don't really yeah. understand f- from a very technical level the actual writing process. I know a bit about production and stuff, but I'm always super interested in character motivation and and character arcs and depth and stuff. So I uh, can't help but notice it and pick up on it. And I love it when we end shows and you you because we don't write this out. That's the thing that yeah. I, I find so interesting is how we don't write any of these character arcs out. And you can have in your head some idea of what you might want right. to do with characters and what Wack might want to do with the show and stuff like that. But when you get to the end of it and you look at how but the odds that we actually got this kind of actual, real character arc for Luca that uh, impacted all of our characters is crazy. You know, it legit looks like the type of thing that you could write into uh, into its own movie or into a really interesting character in a movie or a show or something. So, um, when I see that happen, I, I don't know my like Spidey sense, character motivation sense starts going. I yeah. am like, it's just so cool. Yeah, I thought about it a bit when. Um, when Luca died, I remember thinking like, Oh, I wonder if it was a little while afterwards. Cause the whole lo- the the shock of Luca dying was pretty heavy, especially in the first couple of weeks, but a little while afterwards. Cause I wasn't even sure if you were dead at first. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, once oh, right, we all yeah, started, was gone for a bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Once we all sort of knew what was going on. Um, I remember thinking like, oh, if we all get our memories back and stuff, how is that going to affect us as a team? And it's, it's had it had such a massive impact on my character and everyone's character yeah. that I remember thinking then, like, it's kind of interesting. It might have been around when we did Skorper, actually. I remember thinking, like, oh, it's interesting how we had Luca as this kind of father figure and how, how weird it will be to lose that yeah. for the team. And then, then that was when I went, wow, it's weird, actually, that we lose this father figure who became our father figure, and he was a person who lost a kid kind yeah. of thing. I remember thinking it a lot yeah. back then um yeah i uh i love that stuff
1: uh situation as well because i think nobody really knew what had happened and if myth was going to come back as luca except i think was was i the only one that knew because of effie like effie Mm. either saw it or not so i had to straight up say to whack like this is what Effie would have done if this had happened and this is what she would have done. And then he flat, you know, he told me, well, this is what happened with Effie. And I was like, fucking Luke. Fucking that guy,
0: whole episode and, <clears throat> and the one afterwards and the time in there was crazy because we all didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Some of us knew more than others. During the events of everything happening real time, everyone's messaging Wack and Wack's messaging us. You know, yeah, Everyone has to know their own individual information sometimes. i think it was uh,
1: just like a situation that kind of escalated more than any of us i think expected but then it was about character commitment in that moment like we can't just skip past this we have to you know if this is what's going to happen it's what's going to happen
0: yeah Um, yeah for sure it felt like there were like two integral character building points in the show i think the first one was when we first got to the um karak and and we were in that room together mm-hmm. oh for a yeah a long time yeah mm-hmm. yep. oh, um, and yeah. we had to keep interacting with the uh i can't remember her name Estefana. Estefana. yeah
2: had
0: to keep mm-hmm. we had to keep speaking with her and we had to keep like everyone was a little on edge and we were we were still doing the like thing where we had we weren't fully trusting all of each other then we had all these other people. Yeah. We only had each other, and it was, and we also didn't really. I don't think anyone really had a very fleshed out character then, because it's quite hard to even have it at that point. we was still quite early on, and we'd only done the training. We were still learning Lancer, and it was like ah. And I feel like by the time we came out of that and went and got onto Tiberius's ship, our characters felt like they had a little more depth for them for the for the first time as an overall thing. You know, like we knew our characters going in. We learned how to play them up to that point and then they and then they grew for the first time and then obviously luca's death and how we all had to figure out how our characters would interact Mm. with that and interface with it and react to it um was obviously the second yeah but i feel like that that little arc there where we were all kind of trapped in a room and then like luca came in and was like i told them everything and everyone was like (laughs) killing me like they were like punching me in the head because i was like i told them like a bit just because i needed to get tivius here but i was. My character was holding it all back because yeah. he didn't want to admit that the reason he did it was to save heath um you know he didn't want to give that so everyone was like you fucking betraying little yeah. shit," you know and then luca walked in like oh hello everyone I was like i love you luca and he was like i told him
4: everything and they were like oh thank oh. you i'm hungry <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it, was, uh... oh, luca. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was uh it was it was a very interesting point but uh, I remember and thinking for, for me, I had to think like that as well, at least in that moment. Everyone was kind of, everyone had cards for the first time and had to figure out what they wanted to play and what they wanted to show with each other, with a Stefania mm-hmm. and that kind of thing.
3: There was, uh, nice. yeah, there was, um, I mean, that was the plan for that character arc. It was to, it was the whole reason that I did it was I wanted you to have like character, there was just a, like forced character building almost. Um, uh, to be fair, I don't really plan out uh, like a, a story arc in its entirety. Like I just put down some basic ideas the for the things. Start. Yeah, it's... All of my notes for everything are just like bullet points. I never try and just like... And they're
1: like... Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, my brain is not working today. They're like uh, uh emotion points, right? They're like not specific scenes or scenarios. They're like this would be a cool thing to explore with a group. So yeah, not necessarily setting. So what I'm trying to say is like you don't think of it like oh there's a a cool castle scene or do you?
3: I guess sometimes, okay. sometimes. Um yeah, there's a few scenes that I'm just like oh that'd be cool and I'll like write it down. Mm. Um I never try and ham fist a, a thing in though, like if it doesn't yeah. fit, it doesn't fit. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't try to restrict myself really when it when it comes to the process of doing any of the uh, prep. I just, and I think for me, uh, I work well when I improv a lot. Right. Um, so I just, I put down some basic ideas, and I just, and I'll look at them for an episode, and I just, and I just go with that. And I feel yeah. like that's when the best episodes happen, at least on my end. Um. So I just kind of go with that. Um, let's do some audience questions.
5: Thank you for trusting us with uh, stitching the story along with you, because that's really...
3: I, I think it's important. Um, yeah, it's not same. really necessarily a matter of trust for me. I think um, it's the way that I get everyone invested, really. Um, mm. it, it, it sort of, like, becomes... if it, it sort of, like, feels like trust as time goes on. Um, but it's really just a... I wouldn't bring you on the show if I didn't think that you would do uh, a good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've already, right. th- that, that part is already factored in. Um, right, right. And uh, it's just, it gets everybody more invested in the story when you're contributing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to I want to know why you think certain things. I want to know why your characters do the things that they do. It really helps. Um, but let's jump into some audience, audience questions because I don't know how late we're going to go today. Um So uh, I do want to get to some audience stuff. Um, Banjo Bunny asks, Whack, why do you like the idea of people's belief creating something supernatural? Oh, you clever person. Uh, That is a running theme through a lot of the shows that I do. You spotted that, eh? Um, I've always been interested in that concept. Um, It's something that's interested me since I was a kid. Um, It's one of those things where when you imagine yourself with superpowers, that was always the superpower that I was interested in. Um, you know, the actually, like, changing reality um, based on, you know, thoughts. Um, I was always... I always thought that was cool. I forget... I think it was... Um, what the X-Men character was it? Uh, in the old-school X-Men cartoon... Archangel. Professor X's son... Not Legion. Oh, um. Pro, Pro, yeah, Protheus? The, Is that his name? Protheus? Yeah, Pro, Proteus or something? Proteus. He could change. Proteus. Yeah, he I could, know. like, yeah. change reality. I was like, that's that's the power I want. I was like, that's the coolest thing. He can just change the stone. It's just changed now. That's awesome. Um, so I, I guess I've just always been interested in it. They, like, reinforced it in the Matrix and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just always in my head. Like, I'm always thinking about it in some way. It's one of those little. Um I feel like everybody latches on to something with art or or stories or whatever. There's always like a, a maybe an unintentional like subconscious theme that that's going on in the background for that creative process. Um
4: and why uh, does that
3: uh why does that relate to this? Cuz I, I I have a question about um I think it's in regards to the firmament.
0: Yeah, the firmament and the awning. Mm-hmm. Um what the f- fuck is it? So, (laughs) so, Uh, and did you warp it from the lore as well because I twist a lot of like existing lore to match my campaign or saying sometimes so I wonder whether you did that as well with this
3: so yes and no Um, there's a ton of lancer lore there's so much Um, and I have a horrible memory just in general Um, and sadly I do have the best memory apparently of the table story group which is sure. shocking to me because it's mine is so bad, um, but uh, there's a lot of Lancer lore, and it's just kind of tough sometimes to keep track of everything. But the way that they describe the firmament in general, in the in the actual lore, uh, it's the domain of Metatown, a place inaccessible to all but those Metat themselves uh, has deemed worthy. A place of power. The firmament exists in one capacity as a metaphysical thing. And in a different capacity is something that is demonstrably real and capable of affecting the physical world. So it's, it's a kind of amorphous thing in general. Um, and it's something that the aonic people used to do a lot of the things that we did. So I feel like I just kind of expanded on it a little bit. Um, and, uh, I, I still tried to stay true to the lore. Um, as best as i could uh it was it's honestly really difficult sort of keeping track of everything in here number one because it's very scientific and they use a lot of big words That shit's hard to remember um <laughs> and number two uh there's a lot of it they have a ton of lore for this game i don't know if you have looked in the books and the expansions that have been released i mean there's an anik ascendancy uh field guide that is 71 pages, plus the book itself, which is 500 something pages, I think, the actual rule book. Um, and there's tons of other ones, like they've got them for the Karakin uh, Trade Baronies, they've got them for Harrison Armory. There's a ton of stuff. There's so much lore. Um, so I kind of took bits and pieces here and there from what I could. Um, I definitely can't remember everything, but I did the best I could. It seems pretty real. It seemed pretty immersive
2: in terms of space oh, So cool though. Like the Aonic oh, yeah. people originally came from Cradle. Like I'd love to understand how they ended up on like the outskirt of space if so, Cradle is where their homeworld is.
3: Well yeah, it was so uh, they, are they the original They are uh, the us? They're original yeah. They're basically oh, us. Oh wow. Um and the uh and this is by the way, this is in the core rule book. It, it, there's a whole lore section um at the end of the at the end of the book. Um, did we get a J? We did. We got a J. Oh, hey. wow. Time
1: Hello. to
0: end the uh, time to end the stream. We can't this get any fine. more questions in. Oh my what god. a terrible shame. No we more should, questions.
1: We okay. should talk about how <laughs> the, end. the questions WAC asked us as Burned players at the beginning have basically set up the whole campaign and how different that could have been had we picked a different question oh, right because he asked us like love
5: that yeah
1: whack do you happen totally to have those it. handy what you asked us i, I can try to scroll up i yeah. do do you wonderful wow.
3: you're way better than i am <laughs> because i copied and
5: pasted it so i can do it later and steal the idea so uh he asked us 20 questions do, do you want me to ask all Do you want me to this, well, was, I think, this
1: was I think offline, we by the way. Right? Yeah.
5: This was before even character creation.
0: This yeah. was the first yeah.
4: thing.
1: But it's in the like... book. It is in, sure. book. Yeah. Oh, it, it is in the book. Oh, it is in the, the book? book. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's in the book. Um, those
3: are the book. possible. They're campaign ideas, basically. They're yeah. Campaign yeah, yeah. ideas. And I said, okay, well, if it's in the book, we might as well use it. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you can read them off. I mean, right. So uh, they are an infamous pirate military
5: corporation. Private, excuse me, military corporation. Glory-seeking warriors. Union regulars, career soldiers, union auxiliaries uh, recruited from a local world, elites of a planetary defense force, enforcers of law, criminals, thieves, swindlers, acolytes of an ancient martial order, devotees of a higher power, guardians of an ancient royal lineage, which sounds cool, Uh, corporate security, asset protection, Uh, explorers of the unknown, pirate scum, Defenders of the homeland, the forefront of a rebellion, saviors of the weak and helpless, hungry travelers in it for the money, uh, inventors, engineers, and test subjects, inheritors of a of a famous legacy, and the last one is the only ones who could stop what's next.
3: So,
1: so I oh, I, I asked. I them, found the post, by the way.
3: Cool. Uh, yeah, I remember what I all asked. Voted. Um, and it was. Everybody choose three. Yeah. And I just gave it a number thing uh, where I said, okay, number one, number two, and number three, and two of them ended up being very close, which were the um, test subjects and the uh, uh, what was the other one? 18 and 20. So
1: inventors, engineers, and test subjects, and the only ones who can stop what's coming. Right. Those are the two that we, we all unanimously picked that one brad liked uh three which was union regulars or career soldiers Uh, i
0: just watched that um what's it called whack the really cool the the animated 95 um gundam
4: animated Um, 95
3: gundam what the the gundam 0080
1: yeah no um No, no no
3: no The one,
0: the one that came after we were in the pocket. It came out in in '95, but I can't remember what the hell it's called because my brain is also dead today. Is it the um, uh, eighth MS yes. squad? The eighth MS, yeah, squad one, where it's just a bunch of like normal people with the worst. They're not even Gundams. They're barely even like they're just normal mechs. You know, they're not like the big crazy new type people flying around being awesome. And I had literally finished that, and then those questions came up. I was like that one i picked that one eighth ms team and then
3: we didn't do it then i did get to do it in the end yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah good uh my original intent with the show before i decided to ask you these questions were because i i talked uh um i talked with a few people just trying to like come up with the idea before, I, before we did the show, and I was waffling on things because I really like the um, Gundam Universal timeline. Uh, that's my favorite one. Um, and I just, I like the setting. I like the, the way that they handle things. Everything's really intense. Everything matters. And uh, no one's really bad. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're just, they all have their own reasons for doing everything and they just kind of switch POVs, like, throughout the entire series, which I thought is just friggin' really awesome. Like, how many shows do you know that just switch the POV? Like, they're not really the bad guy. Neither are we. We just want different things, and we have our reasons for why we're doing these things. Um, They don't don't do that a lot on TV, and uh, the whole concept was really interesting. So I wanted to do I, I was really interested in doing a Gundam-like story. I wanted to do something like um, with mercenaries originally when I first thought up the show. Um, and uh, season then, two. <laughs> then You're I was right. like, then I was like, you know what? I I, I don't. P, you had oh. started Nocturne already at that point, and one of the things that PB does so well is involve everyone and ask people lots of questions and get people really invested in the story and their characters. Um, I think she's she's the best one on Table Story in regards to doing that. So I tried to steal that. <laughs> I was like, I need to copy what she's doing because she does that better than me. Um, and uh, I, I said, you know what? <laughs> that's what jamming is. Yeah, that's what jamming <laughs> is. So I just said, you know what? Let me just... I'm going to just see what they want to do. And let's just do that. And I'll I'll write down some cool stuff that I want to put in, but let's be interested in their stories. Their stories are, are the the interesting things here. Um, so yeah. Uh, Jay asks, why is Wyatt always late? Oh, ironic. Welcome, Jay showed up. I can ask it in
4: person now.
0: (laughs) Why is Wyatt always late? Um, I don't, I don't think he was ever late. Honestly, I think that name was completely ironic. It arrives you know? precisely
5: when he means to.
0: He <laughs> arrives precisely. I, it I think if anything, he when was always early, because <laughs> he goes fast, right? He was like, "Gotta go fast." That was like my first thing on my sheet. I think originally was that I had a. you talked fast about your trip. character. You're like, I just want to go fast. I was like, yeah. I just want to be the like little fast boy. He's called Boomslang, which is, it it sounds like a sonic boom type thing, but he's also a green snake. Um, So I was like, green, fast, probably uses a big, you know, laser sword type thing, you know, because I didn't know how to play Lancer at the time, didn't know what was available to me. That was all I did. I really did not put a lot of effort into uh, Wyatt beyond his name. (laughs) Uh, At first, by the end of it, I was like, I've never put more effort into a character than this. But (laughs) At the beginning, I was like, I just want to be the fast one because he was like, it's an anime.
2: I was like, okay, I'll be the Sundari green head zipping Die. around with your sword. <laughs> half, just I just wanted to be the it, the closing it. Yeah. Also, your enemies.
0: the uh, I think I just watched um, My Hero Academia and Bakugo is in it, who just runs in and attacks people. He's that character, Vegeta, you know, just just heedlessly
4: ching, 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 ching. believes he can yeah.
0: just take it, everything on himself and deal with it. I'll do it myself, kind of situation and kind of a little hot headed. So I kind of went with that trope, you know, from an anime because that's how it was presented to us was like be an anime character so i was like okay well which of these there's like eight types of anime characters that you can be <laughs> that's it like sundare or whatever they are there's the other one the other one they were all well, the dares so i just picked one that was the one i went with and i was suffering a horrible mental
5: health issue
3: nurek asks if the most recent iteration of your character saw themselves in the beginning what would they say or advise them on doing
2: oh wow don't go to Mars! <laughs>
4: oh.
2: <laughs> Ouch. Maybe hey, go back.
6: ethan would be ah. very happy. He'd just go, yeah, cool, carry on being an asshole. I mean, you cared about these people a little bit too much. Let's dial that back a little bit.
2: That's pretty much it. <laughs> Anybody oh, else? I think, um... I think Stu would just be very like he would give caution to trusting Blanson he would absolutely want to go to Mars but uh be like Blanson is still the same old Blanson but uh I really can't think of anything else that Stu would be telling other Stu
4: <laughs>
6: in about six months don't point at anything you don't want dead Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do don't do this at yeah, it's somebody you care for.
1: And you're shooting guns. yourself. <laughs> Don't finger.
3: Yeah, you kill past you. Yeah,
1: kill past you with your finger guns.
3: Don't <laughs> do <laughs> this. Oh, <what?
4: laughs> Fuck. It'll that's
1: become like a, a
3: paradox.
1: Yeah, it's two to that's do. the Stu
0: thing that. That's the. Then that's old the... Stu
1: ends up. Yeah, sorry. Go
0: ahead. We're, we're doing two seasons in a movie, right? So that's the movie. It's <laughs> yeah, like Stu goes back and creates
4: this <laughs> complete
3: alternate timeline, and mm-hmm. we have to fix it. Looper.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. Yeah, all we have to do to get season two of ZBO is $15,000 on the Kickstarter, <laughs> that's all. $15,000 on the
4: Kickstarter. Yes. It's
2: doable. Mr. Beast, where are you
4: at?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and are you interested in Lancer or Gundam?
2: Uh-huh.
3: I think he follows uh, me on Twitter. I'll DM him. <laughs> <laughs> Mao Hayato asks, was it ever a possibility that the team would be able to pilot Blue Orion? Absolutely. It was definitely a possibility. That's one. Uh, that's a question I'll be happy to answer. It was definitely a possibility.
1: Would um, we have been trapped?
3: Would you have been trapped? Yeah. Uh no. <laughs>
1: okay. 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 Okay.
3: okay. <laughs> I I had come up with many possibilities for the for the ending uh, situation and they took the most direct route which was also the most expected um and uh i i wasn't surprised but i had other things that were planned you could have piloted the the blue orion definitely um there was a an ultra happy ending that could have happened you got ultra like happy yeah
1: wait what how ultra happy <laughs> yeah what does that mean
3: i there i Mm, I don't know if I wanna share that one. I don't know if I wanna share that one. I don't know.
1: Like don't know. No, okay, I'll ask you later. And you might not even tell me, but I can't ask that. <laughs>
3: Fitzchiv twenty nine asked, was Effie really crazy?
1: Oh, um I hadn't planned her that way, no, but um yes, I guess she was she was in the end. Like it did it did turn out that she you know, she had multiple personalities that were kind of squirreled away. Which I actually think was very interesting because it, she ended up kind of duplicating that again with Gabriella.
4: So I'm... who
1: I had originally intended Gabriella was not squirreled based on the discussion about what happened to Effie after Luca died um, but it turned out that uh, Heath was given a similar situation but Heath's situation was different and we discovered that during play a little bit which I don't think really came out too much but I don't know if Jay wants to talk about that or not
6: yeah I won't won't, um, jump into a conversation that was further down the list but someone had asked about that kind of split personality thing and I think yeah the way I was playing it with and PB was playing it was, I think, two different things that actually happened to us. Um, and it like you say, it came out a little bit, but like Michael, Michael didn't exist in any way, shape or form. He was completely like a personality construct that the UND had completely made up and put into Heath. Like he doesn't exist anywhere. He's not a real person. He's not a memory. They just literally made him up. Um, and put him on top of heath Fanar. um uh, yeah whereas i think obviously with pb it was slightly different yeah. wasn't it because it was actually multiple people that did exist
1: yeah well at least that's how i was playing it but who knows what they did you know that's what i was sort of told so i role played that but it could be that i was role playing i was told that because effie has the split personality issue so mm-hmm. that's why i
3: so maybe i'll knows? talk i'll talk about it a little bit um mm. I, f- I felt like you were focusing on the memories that Effie was having a lot. Um, and that's kind of the reason why I took that um, direction was because y- it felt like you, you were really concerned with the memories and things that were happening with Effie and Gabriella, and um, I-, I just, it felt right. It just, it kind of made sense. Um, and when I was coming up with everybody's, like, firmament powers, I was like, okay, what makes the most sense with each character?
1: Ah, uh, that's why you gave for the memory thing. I gave that you, makes
3: sense. You were the first one that I did. Um, it was just so readily apparent. And then, actually, Stu was number two. I was like, Stu would have the flashiest thing possible. Yeah. And it was... Finger guns. I was like, "Yeah, fucking finger guns." The hard light is the <laughs> thing with the firmament, and the howling does absolutely finger guns. I was like, "That is flashy as fuck." And then I thought up. Uh, Wyatt was pretty obvious too. Um, it had it sort of piggybacked off of the, the way that the mech was going, um, and and yeah, I mean that's kind of what I was what I was coming up with for that. Um, it just felt like it made sense. Uh. F- of the Walrus asks, "What would Wyatt? That guy. What would Wyatt <laughs> be doing as an alternative job if being a delivery boy wasn't an option?" <laughs> um,
0: Good question. I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I mean, the only reason really that he was a delivery guy was because I wanted him to fit somewhat into the starship pilot background, which is what I had chosen or had come up with. So I wanted him to have some kind of idea when he was just thrown into a mech i didn't want him to be just completely like I'm on I his doing depth. Here. yeah but i want him to have some confidence so that he could play into that Sandari character you know so that he could be like i'm confident in doing this because i've been driving a truck you know or whatever so um which worked by the way at the beginning when it, everyone was like oh he should he can do it because he's a starship pilot right and he was like yeah i can do it but it was like someone who who can drive a car can't fly a plane you know but still um so that was the original reasoning behind it then when i was thinking about it i was like i kind of want him to just have a really pretty like normal job really just pretty uninteresting sorry delivery drivers um i can't imagine it's the worst job ever or anything like that but nothing like flashy so i want him to do that and i when i wrote his backstory i said that he um He's from just this really average Earth-like planet that's probably really overcrowded. Um, and he took a job at 16, packing boxes at the local Star X plant. And then eventually he just, you get one of those jobs where you're on the lowest rung and then maybe they let you do a different thing in and around that place. And then eventually they give you a, a forklift truck license, right, and then they give you a truck and then you, that's how you progress through those things um i know that because my cousin does that just took that entire route and now he's like a manager there at this firm somewhere and that's just that kind of route through that kind of a business which i imagine why it was on the ladder for so i don't know what he would have done if he wasn't um driving a a a delivery boy trunk but it'd probably be just packing boxes or working an office job somewhere i imagine just really kind of he didn't really have any aspirations right he wasn't excited or passionate about about career choices or anything because Tivius was the all-star kid. You know, so I feel like it kind of dulled that uh that that need or that want to to be better because Tivius was always going to be the best star kid, so he didn't need to do that. So Wyatt was just happy to just drive his truck and watch anime. I think he would have just done the same thing, but he would've gone to work, worked the office job, gone home, watched anime. You know, same thing. Same job long answer for unnecessary
3: answer. Thank you, Brad. Commander Strax asks what happened to the NPC fire group from the last episode? Did they die? How? I'm not answering that question. They did not die, by the way. In my version of events. They existed. (laughs) I'm not answering that question. Get wrecked, (laughs) nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay Britton asks, "Do you boil or microwave your water?" Boil.
2: <laughs> well... Keurig. awesome. Uh, Keurig Keurig.
5: I don't know what, I ones don't ones know what Keurig does, but uh, Keurig I free base mine. I, thank you. Free base
3: it in a spoon.
5: <laughs> I
0: don't think so. we're. <laughs> the time. I don't think we're able to talk about those things. Okay, this is a family-friendly channel, way. right?
3: Right. Uh, envisionable No know what
0: freebasing is.
3: What would the first chapter of Stu's book be it called? Came with
2: Prime. Oh, probably. Who is Stu Flanagan? Oh God. <laughs> the big picture, you know, those cheesy pictures that you see on the back of, yeah. uh, of books? It would just take up the entire page in this oh, grandiose... Yeah. Horrible headshot. What's the, yes.
0: what's the first book of the Bible?
2: Gonna- Ge- Genesis, the Genesis <laughs> <of> Flanagan. <laughs> Flanagan, Genesis. In the beginning, there was the spandex. The spandex was with Flanagan, and the spandex was Flanagan. Stu us Flanagan's story. Oh, yes. Oh,
4: God. <laughs>
2: the
5: doctor looked at her and said let there be boy <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it would um it would be just a chapter filled with uh a heroic tale of Stu flanagan a story completely exaggerated beyond like proportions um you know when you're like filling out like a job application and you uh i was uh the i would managed money at a multi-million dollar blah 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 and you're like the cash Cashier at like a McDonald's. That's what Flanagan <laughs> would put down. He would he yeah. would absolutely like. I drove extremely expensive space cars like because he used to be a valet. It was like I've ex- right. <laughs> yeah. He would do stuff like that to just try to like build up this story, this legacy, like dude's version a of heroes. The hero's, the,
0: the, like, the book right must yeah. have him doing all of the good shit.
1: Yeah. like all of
0: our hero moments that we had like like when Wyatt did the the jump to go back and get the uh, the other squad and bring them to the ship in the book it's Stu that did it yeah. right yeah. <laughs> there's like there's like this in the scene like Wyatt's like on the ground like I can't do it and Stu's like don't worry, I'll take your your morning cloak. And he gets in it and he goes and saves in the big like everyone's like, Huzzah, you saved the A squad
2: or whatever. Not um, just the A squad, but this group of helpless puppies that happen to be <laughs> on the <laughs> ship as well.
0: Everyone all the all the all the girls are all like kind of like posed around him for the artwork. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, I solid. wanna read that book. Sooty. Our wonderful uh, comic book style ZBO provider and artist uh, asks, How was it using a system that was so new and still being refined? I'll let all of you answer this first. Mm, I actually really enjoyed it, but I did. Uh, but
0: I do think it was extremely confusing for us a lot of the times. And I. And I don't know how well that translated to a show, you know, because there's obviously issues with pacing and making sure that it keeps going and whatever. But uh, as a system, I actually really enjoy Lancer. I enjoy the mix and match stuff. Leveling up was genuinely really fun every yeah. time. I, I really enjoyed like kind of figuring. It's like building a Lego mech. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, do I take that or do I take that? And I could enhance this thing or I could, you know, do this. And so trying to build the mech that you want. Is extremely fun, and I think if you're playing a very combat-heavy campaign, then Lance would be absolutely awesome for it. I don't. I
5: don't think I leveled up the last, the last level. I think I'm still at a license. All one. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. That could have gone different. Oh well. <laughs> wow.
4: That was a pretty good
5: answer, though, really, for the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoopsie. I really enjoyed it. I thought. Um. I. I really enjoyed the system um combat was long um but i think uh when it comes to uh, all of us as players i think we had a pretty good grip on what to do um i have a horrible add and i would have just tuned out if it was not great and i think like we all did wonderful for keeping us all interested and invested in um these long combats um, but it was, uh, I, 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 actually really enjoyed it. I think, uh, I'm excited to try it out again. Um, but yeah, there is, there is some sort of, uh, length and uh, some sort of, uh, fat that could be trimmed off of some of the combat length, but, uh, that's just,
3: that just comes with all of the mechanics and keep all of the mind, parts. Keep in mind too. We also role played through the combat. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, that's yeah. also helped that, me too. Yeah. That easily doubled the time. For the mm-hmm. combat, uh, at least, um, systems like Warhammer or um, what the heck is that other one um, that's really similar to Warhammer? Um, War Machine. Uh, they have these like really strategic sort of elements, um, and it's it's a it's sort of like a it's mostly like a strategy game, like a strategy dice game. Um, and no I, th- game. I think, yeah, like Battletech mm-hmm. and, and uh, Lancer, I think are really sort of focused on that kind of thing too, right? Like it's heavy strategy, heavy, heavy strategy. Um, honestly, there's a lot more to the system than was used on this show. Um, I have to economize a lot of things. There's stuff that happens with reinforcements um, that I didn't really do much with um, because I wanted to keep the combat shorter. Um, there was times I think when we did the bugs, I'm trying to remember. In the beginning, was that four episodes of combat in a row? Oh, it was like three or four. It was a lot. Like three or four, yeah. Yeah, it was. That's a lot. Um, ideally. I kind of want to keep it like two episodes of combat at the most in a row. Yeah, if you have to, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's it's a lot. Um, so for me, it's tough to use a system like this for a show, um, and that's something to think about whenever you're choosing a system in general. Whenever you're choosing a system, figure out what it is you're using it for. If you're playing at home, is your group like really into the role play? You should pick a system that works for your group and you. Um, if you're not into the role play and you really like the combat and you really like the strategy, this is perfect mm-hmm. for you. You'd love oh, yeah. this. It's super, yeah. super good. I highly recommend it. And I have to also comment that the pilot.net people um, are insane. Like, they are amazing and how much... Um, Focus they put into like tools to use uh, for the system, uh, CompCon is you need Saved the show. Yeah. You need it.
2: We yeah, would CompCon save the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, there was <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah.
3: I remember before we started using it, we started using it like mm, maybe like five episodes in. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, second yeah. Something, second something like license. That. Yeah. Yeah, uh, before that, everybody was just kind of stumped as to what they were supposed to do. How do I level up? What's a license level? What do I get? What, you know, there were a lot of those questions. And I was like, listen, let's just all use this program and just just do it like this. I said, it's really easy. And everybody's probably like, ah, oh, it's an executable file. I don't know, you know, it was kind of like a little, there's some hesitance there. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, this will just do everything. It'll just lead you right through everything when you want to go to the next level.
2: And it, it really simplified everything for the group. Yeah. So it was a um, breath of fresh air. Yeah, it was it was like great. I was, my brain was scattered to the four winds when trying to do it. CompCon made everything so simple. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, now I fully understand how to. Yeah, yeah, what goes in? Go, oh, go we know. It. We saw all those guns. <laughs> yeah, you were you were <laughs>
0: killing it. It was
4: awesome.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, we did. If we all took the same mech as him, there
5: is nothing that we wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. <laughs> You um, and you and Jay, like, we did bug episode, and then Jay came in with like an amazing, just like, oh, I do this, 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 and the same thing, like, we did bug episode, and then after that, Fizz came in with like his mech
3: and just destroyed everything, and I was like, okay, they have it, they know what's going on, it was awesome. Um, There was also the fact that we were using the system for most of the show when it was in its public release, so it wasn't really formatted in the book, it was pretty tough to use, I'll be honest. Um, you know, uh, and they released, like, a, an updated version, and they kind of added a bazillion bookmarks into the PDF, and it was super hard for me to navigate because it wasn't, like, um, they didn't have, like, roots for all of the bookmarks, like, it didn't have, like, subdivisions to kind of, like, go in, like, I want to look at combat, and then from combat, I want to go here, and they didn't have an index. Very, very difficult for me to multitask uh, while the show was going on. I was probably i have damaged my brain permanently from that. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Noodle asks, "Is there anyone that Wyatt didn't hate?"
0: Hmm. Elisa. I—I—I <laughs> uh, I, I didn't hate any of them really. I didn't really hate anyone in it. Even—even at the end, I didn't have a side. As Wyatt, Wyatt d- didn't care about Union or the Alnick or anything. He didn't give a fuck who won that war. He didn't care if Alnick invaded Cradle and wiped everyone out. Um, he cared about these people by the end of it, but he didn't he didn't necessarily go in there and hate them either. He was just very antisocial. And because we had, do you remember when we had the uh, the things? What were they at the beginning that we they removed from the game that were we uh, were giving points to at the end
3: or yeah, shifting and changing? What they oh, what were they called? Uh, they were basically like almost like motivations for your character they were
1: like triggers but not
3: yeah I can't remember what they were called what are they called forget now I want to say anyway, we, with had an eye. Yeah, we, we had
0: those yeah we had those at the beginning one of them for me was antisocial and it was really that was just the element of, of Wyatt that I can play very well method act Um because it's not that he's antisocial in a in a in a quiet reserved way he's he's just spiky in a, in a sort of self-defense mechanism-y way um so uh yeah i didn't really hate any of them honestly i don't think uh e- even heath and stuff it was just the the way that they uh because they they seemed like they didn't get along kind of but he i think wyatt kind of respected heath and also heath came in and was kind of like kind like He's kind of a fuck up like he shows up and he's like drinking and he's like
3: "Yeah, I don't even Thank give a kid. shit if I die
0: yeah my ass. but he, my he, ass. he he's <laughs> also a, he was also a little bit like what Wyatt had aspired to become kinda that was like he saw this person who was like I'm a cool dude mercenary who's trained in all this stuff and I can just whip up an assault rifle and take people out and stuff but then he also looked at him and Heath was just fucked up and just PTSD and all broken and bitter from it Um that was another interesting thing. So it 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 further um, inspired me to be even more spiky with Heath because he wouldn't, Wyatt wouldn't admit to himself that that's what he wants to be. And the reality is that war and all this stuff would reduce you to Heath, right? It doesn't actually make you into fucking like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. You know, you you become what Heath was. There's a lot to war that um, can leave you in a very broken state but Wyatt wouldn't have been that to himself so this guy comes in who's more than likely Wyatt's future self you know Uh, and he's like ah fuck that guy (laughs) um so that was kind of how it was but I didn't really hate any of them Elisa was the first one that I chose not to hate directly though because she was so very similar to me in the antisocial way um and when she came in and everyone was like, "Hey, we're on a team." And Luke was like, hello, I'm nice, big, look, of friendly, cuddles." And Effie was like, "I'm so innocent." And Stu was like, "Hey, everyone, I'm cool. I'm a superstar, you know." And then there was Elisa, who was just like,
4: "Fuck off, you know, like I hate all of you."
0: And Wyatt was like, "Oh, that one's like me." So he kind of um, uh, that was that was where Wyatt's interest in her came from originally, as well. But no, I didn't. I don't think Wyatt really hated anyone. Even like Kaz and stuff, I don't think he, you know,
5: didn't even hate those sorts of people. He just Wyatt saw has, them like. is like it, it a innate in skill of, of, character motivation and and identifying it? Is that what? It is? <laughs> <laughs> like they're not so bad. <laughs> Kaz isn't that bad. It, yeah. Honestly, I just I don't
0: know. I just like I guess the, he he didn't have the, uh, he, he he just didn't care. he doesn't care about like when we went into the office with wrath. Uh, was it was me and Stu that went into the office with Raf, and we were like, we oh, just walked yeah. in and I put my feet up on his desk and stuff in a very uh, you know, anti-authoritarian way and it was scary because this guy is scary and I played it scary like that but even then, I was playing Wyatt as not really too bothered about all these lines that people draw, you know all these invisible made up lines that they cut up the universe with and you know America is here on the rock <laughs> you know, like oh is it? Or do you just make that up? <laughs> That's kind of how I think and how we end up with our up. guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did. So uh and, and by the end of that I really solidified it into Wyatt's personality for the last few episodes, but whatever.
3: Commander Strax asks, The episode where Boomslang and his brother caused everything to get effed up, did you anticipate that? Or did the level of escalation catch even you by a little bit of surprise? That's fucking why anyone expected that, right?
4: Yeah.
5: No, there's which no which episode? Because I feel like there's a lot of those.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes, where Wyatt and his brother effed up the episode. Are you referring um, uh, Commander Strax specifically to the episode right after the Blanceover? Where, yeah, it's uh, the Palooka. episode. Absolutely. The episode, yeah. yeah that's the uh, yes, one. okay. Absolutely.
1: So I blamed Wyatt for that for some fucking reason. I'll I'd love understand. it
0: if I'd love it if Wack turned around like a, a Google Doc and was like, "It was all planned," you know? Like yeah. get it down to the the minute. It's exactly well, how no, I wanted
1: it I to be. No, because I think go. Wack was like going to move us beyond that, and we all were like, "No way." No. Wack
3: had had planned to do it that way. I did not plan yeah. to do it that way yeah, at we all. We didn't plan it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I will say that I planned it. um I'm not gonna say specifically what I planned because it didn't happen, and uh, I think it would ruin too much if I did. Um, I will say that the the version that I planned in my head was a little bit like annoying, you know, like the kind of the way that they were going, uh, and they, you know, they'd start some shit, and and it wouldn't have escalated to that point, but it'd be like maybe they get thrown in the brig or something along those lines. That was kind of what I had imagined happening. Um so even I didn't really expect it to go that far. Um and then I kind of when the episode was going on, I was like I need to make this even worse. I was like let's make to. this even worse. And um I just kind of rolled with it. I kind of rolled with it and it changed the whole mm-hmm. story, it changed the whole end, everything. It was the third act Everything, Immediately was a third act. Yeah. Everything was way different. Um, I had really planned on focusing on each individual character and giving them their own story arc. Um, and uh, I had to change it. I had to change it. Uh, Naomi Stir uh, asks, how close did the fan art ZBO received match your visions of the characters?
1: I loved every single one it's perfect
3: oh, oh, fan, fan art is fan absolutely art is wonderful
0: fan so the best. legit uh-huh. amazing uh-huh. it's crazy as well because we got such great art commissioned at the beginning and mm. we did uh, the art for a couple of other characters mm-hmm. as well but we already had like really well established um, character art kinda I don't know if that's maybe what inspired some of the artists to, to do it they have a, a, a more hard coded vision in their head to draw, I can't draw for shit really but um my god the fan art in this was so good.
1: It was so, so good. good. And every time it's something new would chat. come up, we would all share it in the group chat. We'd be like, "Oh, there's something new. Everybody
3: come mm-hmm. look." Fan art is the best. Yeah. If you want to know yeah. like the way to the heart of the the <laughs> players on a show, you make yes. fan art for them. Like yes. it's always the best. Yes. yes. We we freaked out it quite does, a bit. It doesn't even matter if you're like a professional artist, like we don't care. Like it's always awesome. Um I think the last one, I
6: think it was Sooty did of just that last episode. I'm just amazed because they did it during the episode yeah. where I said like Heath was like, I'm tiny my mech, but I know I'm saying goodbye as much as anything else. And then like 10 minutes later, there's like, here's an amazing drawing of like Heath. And then like the caption of like, you know, goodbye, my friend or something. And I saw it and I, I Bye, literally did. If you're watching Sooty, I literally went, oh,
4: <laughs>
6: that was how I reacted to it. It was like, okay, that's my feelings. Thank you.
3: Uh, Young at Heart asks, uh, Table Story fans are very active in chat and in Discord. For Whack and the entire cast, at any time during the campaign, was there any time when something said in chat or in Discord influenced your character or how the campaign played out? No.
0: No, I don't listen to the filthy peasants in Discord either. They aren't, um, you know, excellent wellsprings of character motivation and and no i I don't know i actually don't know i don't know if i did or i didn't i know that i do for a lot of my own campaigns that i run go in there and i'm like thanks (laughs) you know just write some stuff down but i can't remember any specific things happening that made me
5: right i can't remember anything specific i think there was one time where i was like "Mm, that's a good idea and it was from chat it wasn't from
3: discord Uh, and i don't remember when it was though so what myth is saying is Walk the Discord. (laughs)
1: That
3: was the subject. Yeah, that's it. I
1: usually go in and I will (laughs) check to see if I am portraying the character the way I'm hoping to do. So sometimes I'll look if people are saying like, "Oh, I think somebody got Gabriella pretty early on, like where she came from." Because of the cat reference in the apartment, and they were like, back in episode two, she had this memory of an apartment with a cat, and they grabbed that. So that was pretty cool. Um, I like, I like it when I can see that people watching the show have made connections that we have just kind of slipped in there. To our, I think there was so. like
0: a lot of theory crafting around that um, the identity thing, but we yeah. also didn't really know what was going on either. Yeah. So there wasn't much that we could use to influence it. But other than that, the characters in this were pretty. I think they were just pretty self-explanatory. I don't recall ha- having to think too much on like, you know, where I will go from here. Obviously, I did massively, but in the sense of like running into a dead end and being like, uh, or seeing something that someone had said, because it's just. I think all of our characters were pretty straightforward because that was how yeah. the campaign was set up in the first place. Um, obviously until the, the shift, um, there was all the mind wipe stuff. I think then our characters became very confusing and convoluted. Um, Yeah, what about you, Wack? Because I feel like this is not something that often influences me as a player, but always influences me as a GM. Seeing people write stuff or come up with theories or just spitball something at you that maybe you either haven't thought about I find that I often patch loopholes and plot holes and stuff. Someone will be like, Oh, yeah, that guy knows that guy. And I'm like, oh, God, that guy from episode two was in there. Oh, God, what have I done? He's going gonna... to get need to bring him back. Um, do you ever do anything like that? Because that's
3: I feel like um, chat, and Discord do that a lot for me, where I go, oh, that reminds me of that guy is there. So nothing. So I feel like no major story points or anything. Um, but maybe something along the lines of what you said, like plot holes. I don't know. And, like, yeah, like. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of anything super obvious, and I I'm not coming up with anything. There were people that guessed what was going on, yeah. And I was like, Jesus
4: Christ, you
3: know, like there's that moment, like, why are you all so smart? Like, am I that obvious? Wait, now, wait
1: a minute, now wait a minute. Do you actually feel like, oh, am I that obvious, or because I yeah. swell with pride? I'm like, yes, they did it. You know, I'm like, yes. No, they did I don't
0: swell no, with pride. on wax. I'm like, damn it, I guessed it.
3: I'm just like, fuck, did I, am I too obvious? Like, you know, like, is it, is it, is it it bad? Is it a bad story? You're laying
1: down all these like hints and stuff, and you, you know. But if you're,
0: this is why I whack, I've started to put genuine red herrings into Dying Order. (laughs) Um, I just, I put stuff in there that is bullshit purely now to try and confuse the people because there's hundreds of people now that are just watching this going, oh, so if I, because all you're doing is laying out truths, basically. You go, here's this, 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 and this. Um, so they go that, 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 and that. And then they put it all together. And you're like, damn, I'm dumb. <laughs> 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 they smart, me dumb. Yes, that's and now what's I going to through start, my head. Yeah, yeah I, that's why I've started throwing red herrings in, just false information that makes sense. Obviously, it isn't just some bullshit thing, but throw in something that might confuse people in in my games discord um and uh, i feel like you need to
3: do this now (laughs) (laughs) one brain versus 200 plus brains you don't understand what goes on in my head though there's a level of like confidence that's going on in my head where i'm just like these, I'm going to beat them all. Like, that's
4: what's going yeah. on in my head. Okay,
1: but like you're one person that's creating a no, story I know. I know. and then I you've know. got like I know. leagues of people working together to solve what you have I done. Know. So
3: I know. Yeah. I know. But I
5: still can do it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> That's what's going on in my head all the time. All the time. Subconsciously, it's always there. Uh sales D asks is Yeg okay? How is he doing? <gasps> beautiful, beautiful Yeg. Stupid sexy Yeg. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How
5: is he doing?
3: How is he? Uh, he hasn't called back. W- you'll have to ask Domestic Dan. Uh Yeg, I feel like on Domestic my Dan. end Yeg got some very valuable information and there's an entire deviation from the story that was going on this entire time okay a very major part going off on the side isn't too Uh, confirmed and uh you'll you'll have to ask dan how how yeg is uh jaguar asks pb and j both i I feel like we're betraying Brotato by doing that uh, but we'll do it anyway both your characters went through some form of did multiple personality how did you find each of your characters different slash similar in terms of how they both handled it
1: i think we talked about this a little bit but i because you I, were... I, mean, I think
3: the the big one that sticks out for
6: me is that Heath was very combative against yeah. michael whereas Effie and gabrielle were, were much more collaborative um and it's almost
1: like Heath kind of was disgusted in yeah.
6: this oh. persona, yeah. One hundred percent, because he, because he, they did by putting Michael inside Heath. Like I imagine it, like Heath experienced a little bit like locked-in syndrome. Like he was yeah. still in there, yeah. saw everything that Michael did, heard everything he said. And from Heath's perspective, they they just made him everything he didn't want to be, which was vulnerable and useless and just inept and no confidence. While well, they stripped away an awful yeah, it's literally. From
1: Heath. <laughs> You're not good enough, right yeah. in front of you. Like we're gonna lock you up in here because right now you're not good enough. So
6: yeah, um, so he yeah, Mike uh, he hated Michael, um, and just just wanted yeah knew he, of course sat there he knew Michael wasn't real as well. He's just like give me my body back. What the fuck are you doing with with my life?
1: Yeah, I was body wondering back. what would have happened had they had that conversation because I feel like that would have been really destructive for Effie if you had se- been able to say with proof. And they had that conversation. Like Michael was made up because yeah. then she could explore the idea that maybe Gabriella was also made up. So,
6: oh God. Yeah. That would have yeah, been, been
1: really, really rough. So I'm kind of glad we dodged that bullet. <laughs>
3: uh, another question from Jaguar fist. How do you feel about Stu's evolution as a character? What surprised you about Stu by the end of the campaign?
2: Hmm. Yeah, when I brought Stu in for the first time, he was absolutely a fake it till you make it. Um, I drew a lot of inspiration from uh, just like the uh, like, I guess, flex culture, is that, is that what you call it? Just like, everything is just about like, image. You don't actually have to like, have wow, any proof behind it.
4: You had like and, 12 uh,
2: charm skills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Stu was like, it, because, uh Stu grew up like in the movie industry and like every like everybody's two faced there. Um, you can't you don't really have any friends in that industry when Stu was uh I wanna uh, know what Stu's parents were like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I haven't even thought that far into know, Stu's like, life.
1: <laughs> what was Stu's relationship with everybody in the beginning? Was he thinking like everyone was going to act the way he did or the way everybody did in Hollywood or He
2: didn't trust anyone, um, because, like, his entire life, um, he was just, like, raised not to trust anybody, uh, like, in in the industry, it's like, everybody will only use you for personal gain, and you you should only be looking out for numero uno, and that's yourself, and I think it was, um, it was, like, further proven after the blance over that even his own ex-wife was in on this horrible oh,
1: man what the fuck!
2: devastated him after he had like a heart to heart with uh nora we cared for very much Nora was flanagan's manager and like helped you know keep things organized for him uh granted when Stu left for this thing that was his decision it was very selfish to kind of blow her off but he didn't think it was going to be two years Yeah. Uh, That he'd be away. But yeah, after, you know, having the heart to heart with his ex, uh, and then finding out that she was with Blanson, his sworn enemy, and she was very aware of this fact, and then also played into a horrible prank that made him look like an idiot. Perfect way to destroy Stu. His ex wife knew exactly what to do to, like, ruin Stu and just hit him where it hurt. So uh, that, I mean, he was. After that, like he knew, like okay, well, screw these people in my life. Like they, they will, like they will always see you as somebody that they can, uh, that they can toss aside and like they just use you. Well, look when Sue looked back on, you know, his core group, uh, all of his friends, uh, he had a he had a had a change of heart and like opened up and actually started to develop trust within the group because he knew like through all of that he could have been thrown on under the bus uh, by anybody in uh, in the group but everybody stuck together as a team so i, I guess uh, what really uh, came out of that experience in mars is that Stu finally learned that he could trust uh like finally knew what it was like to have real friends friends that wouldn't abandon him or use him friends that would love him unconditionally and, and and support him. yeah exactly yeah. so and
0: he also went on to do something very real like he he went on to do something that saved everyone impacted everyone and it's very and it's the opposite of the falsehood how so much of was, his life has been fake, yeah. yeah yeah he's yeah. been giving in to all this clout hunting and these fake numbers online and all that stuff and then he went on to do something maybe no one will ever really know about it whether yeah. they read his book and mm-hmm. believe it and all that kind of stuff or whatever but he went on to do something that had an extremely important and real impact so it's kind of interesting yeah. as well um, yeah. it, also,
3: so it also shined
5: it. through during your the memory wipe right after too it's because you were still uh, you were still Flanagan who is still trusting this group of people though he's having a very hard time figuring out why there was still in the subconscious he had to which was super cool. because yeah. it still kind of
2: showed to showed the character and growth that he made on Mars. Yeah, and touching back on what Brad said, I th- I think it was cool that yeah, Stu was achieving all of these great things. Like finally, he likes make doing something real, but he was doing it with friends that he genuinely cared about. Yeah, like versus like he works on like a big movie. If he had gotten that big movie with uh, Blanson and uh, Bernie. From burning winds uh, it wouldn't have been It would. I I think Stu would have really felt like it wasn't worth it like getting like all the like getting what he wanted but not sharing it with the people that he cared about because who knows when the, like Bernie would throw him under the bus or Blanson would throw him under the bus like you know genuinely doing something real with people he really cared about uh, I think also had a big impact
4: I
0: like the real fulfillment of it as opposed to the false fulfillment of what you think is what you're after. This, yeah, these Hollywood stars or whatever.
3: Envisionable hit the nail on the head. And uh, Captain Shiro as well. Stu should go on to create his own line of spandex clothing. Envisionable <laughs> says, Flandex.
1: Flandex, <laughs> that's amazing. Yep. Do you think, and obviously we're we're not saying that this is canon or anything, because I think none of us have spoken to each other about what we think happened after. But if they did go somewhere together, do you think they stayed together?
0: I don't think they have a choice. The thing with the ending is, realistically, they're still on the run, probably forever. You know, like we're wanted by both the Union and the Outnik, pretty much. Regardless of what we came out of that looking like or with, yeah you know we still had to Like we we wouldn't i don't think we would have ever had the the happy ending of everyone goes to earth and settles yeah. down and yeah. buys a house and chills yeah. out yeah i think we're still kind of on the run i think we probably turned into the the um uh the mercenary gr- crew yeah
1: that's what more, i was thinking Exactly. yeah like i saw them kind of on a ship together and you know just on the run, but space is vast, so I imagine they could kind of get away and season
4: two
5: would
0: be
1: through, you know? Firefly, Benefactor, yeah. is yeah, yeah.
5: Doctor Zephyr paying mercenaries to keep his to keep uh, the heat off his back so he can continue doing in this firmament work. And I yeah. have to publish my licensing for all of this theory. <laughs> yeah, I need you to keep me secure. Yeah, that'd be that'd be.
1: Um Stu's like starring in his own mini docuseries that we're yeah. doing together just for fun. Like yeah. Really? I just
3: imagine you guys trying <laughs> to hide and Stu is doing like a voice. Yeah, <laughs> <vlog. Yeah. Exactly. laughs> hey
2: guys, it's me. So we're uh, we're right now we're, uh, we're right. we <laughs> 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 a trying to today, guys. Yeah. First like, none we evaded some uh, <laughs> patrols, you
0: know, and no one no one on the fucking ship knows why they keep tracking us. Like we're like why it's like <laughs> Landing on a thing, and he's like, Wait, we got bogeys okay. coming in. Like, they found us after a day. How are they doing that? We lift off and shoot. Like, well, where's the upload speed, dude? What's going on with the upload? He's in there uploading videos
2: to YouTube, Don't space, come to YouTube. Come in. <laughs> oh, God. Flandex Nation, great to see you guys. <laughs> I got some bad news.
0: <laughs> Obviously, none of us Whoops. are subscribed to it, so we're not oh,
2: not watching God. it. We have no idea. God damn Uh-oh. it. I so think good. I might have accidentally knocked the wire out of my.
3: How oh, oh, dare, dare you? you. No. Uh, hold oh, dare on a second. You.
2: Flandex out.
3: Uh, Squizbot7 asks Has <laughs> Tivius <laughs> dodged the firing squad? Thanks. Yes. I'm, did. Not I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not going to answer that question.
1: Yes, he did. PB. We saved it. Uh,
3: Sorry. Actually, Perfect. I'll wait. And once Fist gets back, I'll just have the two of you turn off your go. cameras.
4: Oh, very sure. Red, yeah. We have uh, no
3: camera from you on Zoom.
4: There Jay, we go.
3: Jay, can you turn off yours? It
0: was actually just Fist being very clever and making sure that he got the words Fist of the War as advertising <laughs> come up on the <laughs> yeah. screen. You know what? I have I should go. Better worry me.
3: about that about that uh, branding. Jay, you can come in. Um change mine to, to man Mal Hayato asks with why giving a hug to Effie to reassure her of her identity, does this mean he is over Elisa? Mm. No, yeah, not but at Effie is. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh
0: no, I don't I don't think why had any like romantic feelings towards Effie um i don't know if if that was how it was perceived
4: or whatever
5: but i
1: don't know no no uh so i can totally got permission from colo to talk about this but colo and i uh were role-playing uh the romance between effie and uh elisa before she left Mm, yeah
0: Yeah. I, i thought that might have been what was going on there as well yeah um yeah no i uh i didn't i didn't um the, the hug was more just the fact that I was playing this version of Wyatt that, it was, that had kind of come to peace with his own place and his own insecurities and things and was just trying to better himself. And he also saw one of his friends in need just because, like, you know, Stu's got all the guns maybe, but sometimes people need a hug. You know, it's not about just defending people with a fucking shield and sword. Um, sometimes you've just got to defend people. And Wyatt was very conscious of it because he was there when um uh Effie was convinced to come back right and so he felt slightly responsible for making sure that she felt safe and secure and okay in being back and out and all of this stuff then started to pile on on top of that for Effie as well and I think Wyatt could see that because I feel like he felt like he had just come out of it as well obviously everyone did but Wyatt was on the last ones as well so um yeah, I was just playing him like he was. He was just trying to make sure that he was being very reassuring to his friend. And the uh, the the one of the things that I was really carrying through to the end there was the uh, the idea that you uh, you aren't um, you know you just you become who you want to become basically, and you it didn't matter where we all came from. You know, at the end of it, at the end of this show, and our journey here, those people that we wanted to be. I think most of us had become. To a degree. And I think Effie was still struggling with it. Yeah. Um. But for Wyatt, he only knew Effie. He doesn't give a fuck that she's Red Star. He did not give a fuck that there are all these other, you know, personalities that might be in there. He's only ever known Effie. And that was the person that he loved as a sister or yeah. friend. Um, and wanted to uh, just reassure her that, that Effie was enough of a person for him to feel... You know she doesn't need to feel like she needs to uh, you know recede into herself like she was doing kind of thing so i think that was really all i was trying to play as um why just trying trying to make sure that it was not just protecting people with you know jumping into the mech and flying out but also making sure that everyone was okay you know as in their heads and stuff
1: That was a really incredibly powerful moment Uh, as PB the player watching uh, Brad and what he did with Wyatt, but also just for Effie. But because if you all remember in the beginning of of the series, Wyatt was very much like, who the fuck cares about regular people? We all have superpowers. Like anybody who's not a superhuman is, is discarded and useless. So for Wyatt to stand there and be like, doesn't matter about any of that other stuff. Like you're enough right here as you are was really really and it was really nice i liked that moment it was a really good moment
0: i was also told to give you a hug oh in the firmament by a friend go back and watch the episode (laughs) love how you're all confused by that okay all right okay well I gotta go oh no 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 i'm sorry it was elisa yeah 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 Yeah, it was elisa yeah
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, so that was the other motivation, I guess, technically. Uh, Targrad asks Brad on the backstory episode for Luca, "How much did you laugh when giving him the bomb at the end? And had you <laughs> planned that from when you said he would need something?" Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, sometimes in
0: my I head, I also I'm like,
4: knew
3: that that was going oh, to
0: Oh man!
4: Yeah. In my head,
3: I was like, "I
0: have the perfect punchline here. If I can just..." if i cuz it's hard when you're a player and you're one of an, an ensemble and you're the gm is in control of the story to to try and uh, facilitate something you know will be a good payoff and i was like please just allow for this to be facilitated in some way and it and it just it worked out and it was yeah 100% i been i was sat there just you can probably watch i probably look nervous because of how much i desperately wanted to make sure that that was like the thing i wanted to do <laughs> it was so good
3: yeah yeah 100% loved it yeah, beep, Bongo, beep, beep, beep. Bongo's the star of his own um, series, <laughs> <laughs> I think.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> Somehow be still alive. He's from Scorpa. Scorpa. He yeah. willingly
3: loves Scorpa. <laughs> I know, <he's>
1: studying. will <laughs> be fine. Oh, God.
3: Uh, uh, Captain Shiro asks, Will Stu hook up with a certain handsome anime character in the aftermath?
2: Burton. Is that implying... Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, uh, it's <laughs> a good question. I, I haven't gotten the call back, so yeah, I, don't Stu, call back. <laughs> I don't think yep. Stu's, uh, I don't think Stu's looking. And to be honest, I think, um, actually going back from like Mars, like learning, like you need to trust people and not, you know, uh, take it from mm-hmm. face value. He's learned a valuable lesson also in that realm. So could be possible. Uh, but things would go a little different, I believe, than what old Stu would do.
3: All right, fair enough. Lugia Dex asks, if you knew what you know now, system or RP, would you do anything differently or change a single outcome?
1: I have a thought. During the show, where it was extremely combat heavy and we were all struggling to kind of make that work in the in a show space that was like, I wonder if you could just sit down and run combat offline. And then when you go online, you roll you just role play out the roles you all did. And I was like, that might be a way to make that interesting and make that happen. So we're still rolling. It's still combat that's happening, but we're not sitting there pausing and asking them right. questions. You know, we're it's like playing a game of chess offline and then we role play that out and then do the other role play improv. But I don't know if I would necessarily do that or change that. It's just a thought that I had because I do frequently like try. To... Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I know, right? Like, how would yeah. you do that? But I, I, I do try to think of ways in which could, you know, refine the process and do stuff that might not be done yet on, you know, streaming games like this. I do think about stuff like that. So, but other than that, no, I, I don't think there was anything
3: not even saving Luca in some way <laughs> Hell no no I don't think no. there was I don't think there was saving
5: Luca. I think that would have happened either way. The thing is like objectively
0: Luca dying was, was so pinnacle to yeah. uh, to yeah. the journey. It was so it transformed the entire show on so I, many different levels that I I, agree. I definitely wouldn't change it even though it was horrible. Yeah <laughs> like, the whole thing was horrible. Um, I think I it thought it was led, great. It <laughs> lent to
6: the, it lent to the story so much. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for an opportunity. I couldn't decide because Heath didn't actually blame Wyatt for it. He, as far as Heath was concerned, it was hundred percent Effie's fault. But he, he, as as a much a prick as Heath was, I think he knew because he didn't. He didn't make too many comments. He didn't come up a lot about. Luca, I think mainly when that episode happened, where we all broke our personalities back out again, um, we were sort of trying to explain what happened. I th- even Heath didn't have the in him to blame Effie because I think he knew it probably would have broken Effie a lot more than calling Wyatt a prick, which he'd done for the whole season, and making it bright uh Wyatt's issue. Yeah, that was one. Of, that was one of the moments. Like I, I could take this two ways. I could just call Wyatt a prick again, or I could like. Pin it on Effie and see if she just falls apart because that would have broken her.
4: Yeah, yeah.
6: Like um, the the blame
0: thing was shifted around a lot, like in the in the show and you know in Discord Comments, and in YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. But like whose fault it was and stuff. I, I I feel like there was like a decent amount of blame all over the place. You know, Tivius was uh, he handled it so terribly considering he was in his position of power and authority oh. the um the way that the union and the second committee do stuff is just fucking evil anyway so like straight up they're awful um, uh, Wyatt's just an, a fucking piece of shit and an antagonistic person so he in, incited the kind of tension that led to it um, Effie straight up just f- went in Luca went in you know like they, that was like there's a lot of blame that could be shifted around. I feel like Stu and, and Heath are really the only ones who are relatively blameless. Um, and maybe, like, some of the other scientists that were in the room and things. But I think there's... it's uh, there's a, There was a lot of stuff. Like, everyone was trying to pin the blame on one person. I feel like I got a
6: lot of the blame for that as Wyatt for, for being that way. Um, it would be interesting that, Wack won't tell us the answer, but who in that room was... UND and who in that room was second committee like this like sofe goes and grabs just straight up grabs a soldier's gun well, is only that only because it second was second committee yeah. order, or are they under UND that's which, yeah, interesting I can see whack smirking well that was like that was like the whole the whole
0: thing there is i think um some some of us i don't think we understood how the level of of how far they would go you know that kind of thing like it didn't seem like it would be a situation where pushing them um or at least uh verbally pushing them like why it was doing would lead to that sort of a situation in well, any because it way. hadn't
1: before right you have been having the, the like verbal confrontation with you know Tivius all the way up until that point and it never ended in somebody like getting shot or guns being pulled or anything like that so i don't think that it it's far for wyatt to assume that that's just your relationship with your brother, but if 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 Tivius really knew how bad it could have gotten that they could have mind wiped them, then why why would you instigate? And I, and I guess knowing why it was going to be like that. You Tivius know, like I just
0: was, um, I think Tivius was guessing as well. I think Tivius didn't know, at least from me what just, I can figure just out. From the end,
3: uh, I will just interject one word: correct. Mm. Mm.
0: I don't think Tivius because by the at the end we got a lot of information on what Tivius and the Alpha squad knew and they had just suspected a lot and they were gearing up to prepare to look into it a little more and put their asses on the line but up to then they were just kind of playing it safe I think um so it it still seems strange to me the way Tivius was being Tivius being heavy-handed and like kicking the chair out from under Wyatt would was yeah. absurd Even if he was concerned and he was just trying to figure out a way to quickly silence Wyatt. All he had to do was ask.
1: All he had to do was ask Wyatt. And that's what kills me about that is like, they're brothers. He knows how Wyatt's going to be. So it was strange to me that he didn't just sit down because that's all they wanted. The The conversation prior to is like, will you help us? We'll give you guys anything you want. And then the very next situation is like, you guys are soldiers and I'm going to like start screaming at you and you're civilians and you've never been in this situation before, but yeah, now you was, are. And so it, was it was very, was crazy. very crazy. Normally, yeah.
3: I don't really talk very, about, I don't like to talk about like what happened mm. after and that kind of thing, but I will address this. Mm. So um, that's an excellent observation you made, PB, in that uh, before... There was a different sort of atmosphere, Uh, and then after it changed, um, that is because, and like Jay uh, sort of interjected, that the what what people were second committee and what people were third committee. There was more of a second committee influence in that second meeting, and Mm -hmm. Tivius was starting to suspect that there was some second committee influence, which is why he took a hard stance on Wyatt and Tivius fucked up. Tivius misjudged. Yeah, Tivius was flawed as well. It Just because they're an NPC doesn't mean they can't get
0: things wrong or be yeah. flawed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're much more interesting. Yeah. Um, NPCs don't just have to be, I give you this information, yeah. I'm a vendor, I'm this, yeah, you know, right. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 can be people too. And you're I think also a lot characters. of people if you go into a game and you you're judging all of your uh, NPCs as just that and everything they give you is just straight up information, um, it might be a mistake. And that I guess is a somewhat of a mistake that we would have made there in, in just assuming that, you know, Tivius is doing exactly the right thing to facilitate the story that's metagaming gaming, really. And, um, which is a lot of GMing you have to do that it's kind of hard not to have those NPCs and still run the thing but and still. something
3: that was mentioned that uh, no one has really talked about but Tivius killed the Admiral that was in that room because yeah. of what happened
0: yeah that was the next thing that
3: happened Um which is why everything um, boiled everything like came to a head all at once Tivius yeah. had these suspicions he was trying to do what he thought in the moment would be the the way that he could convince the second committee that he could be possibly get these people into line and yeah. he couldn't communicate everything that he wanted to communicate uh, in the situation. So everything just fucking interacted with each other and got too fucked up to, to work. It was it's a it's an it's a it's one way to shut why
0: up is to just embarrass him you know like kick the sh- the thing out from under him and embarrass him it might have worked there's definitely a version of wyatt that would have been like fuck this you know um but um and and i had wyatt by the way wyatt's blame was on Tivius there um pretty much up until the moment that he worked out that he'd killed the admiral straight after that incident had happened um because i accidentally blinked over to the room he was in to get that information afterwards so up until then wyatt was pretty confused with tivius because he he pretty much blamed himself even though out of character i don't really blame wyatt but in character wyatt totally blamed himself for luca like entirely um. but also had a lot of blame pinned on tivius for that situation until that moment i think
1: i had the same same thought pb thought it was tivius either either that he just got caught up in the rivalry of his brother in a moment and kind of like lost his what he was supposed to be doing or i i did kind of think maybe he did it on purpose knowing why it would escalate decisions so he could see who was on what side in that moment and and we just got a casualty uh by mistake and then uh but effie blamed herself 100 so yes if if uh if heath had blamed effie she would have just like been crushed
0: yeah. It was crazy. It was a supercharged episode emotionally yeah. and everything. It was it was wild. I was like I was fucking frustrated in the real world. Like, you know, like sometimes I just I'm like, oh man, that was crazy. And then we end the episode and I'm like, da 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 da, da I'm gonna get some dinner. I, I held on to it for a bit. I was frustrated and confused. I didn't know what Eat was going dinner. on. Couldn't yeah. work it out. It was really hard to uh to get my head around for a little while. Um I still think it was Absolutely should have gone. Like I'm, I'm happy it happened. You know, at the time I was scared and confused, in and out of character, and just like I had no idea what was going Brad on was, or what
3: had happened. And Brad was pretty upset. I mean, because he was like, he, I think you messaged me too. Like I'm so sorry if I just fucked up everything that you were gonna do. I always
0: feel like I ruin campaigns, no. and I get really worried that I played in because you were just trying. I saw it as like out of character. I saw Wack trying to give me. Quest. You know, he just has an NPC yeah. being like, "I'm an admiral, and I'm here yeah. to give you this quest." And I was like, "Well, in character, Wyatt hates you the most. You're the you're in charge. He hates you the most out of everything. He's an authority figure telling him what to do." Like, I was like, well, "Man, I have, I feel myself going. I have to say this in character now. Fuck you." And I was like, "Oh, fuck here we go." You know, I I feel myself doing it, and I'm like, "Man, I don't know." if I should even commit to character in these moments, or if I should just let Wank give us the fucking quest and then move on and be like, I probably wouldn't, you know, really, Wyatt probably wouldn't have let that fucking guy swan in and be like, you're all in the military, yeah, go fucking wash the floor with a toothbrush, you know, and white. said, yeah,
4: okay. If you said Um, yes to the quest,
0: it
5: would've been a completely different show. Completely different.
0: I agree, it would've
1: been totally different. But also, I do
0: feel, you know, response, because sometimes I'm like, Wank just wants to fucking give us a quest and move on to the next
3: thing, you know, I don't know, sometimes, yeah, um, the uh, the episode was supposed to be emotionally charged. Um, I, I had I had just like a fucked up plan. Like after the plants over, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fuck with them now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, I was like, okay, we did we did an arc for Stu you know, and uh, I, again, I had planned. I was like, okay, we're I'm gonna try and get an arc for every character, um, in into the show and um i you know i had a different plan for the way that things were going to go which i won't talk about um but uh it was supposed to be like a much less intense version of what was happening originally and um yeah i don't i don't think of it as a quest really it was kind of just a different it was just a different Plan. I don't know that the show would have stayed in the same way. I did want to change things up a little bit. Um, I I had intended to have the blance over be like super funny, and then something was going to hit you guys. Like that was my intention when I came up. As soon as I thought up the blance over, I was like, number one, this is going to be fucking hilarious. I wanted to do Weekend at Bernie's. So Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. I was praying so hard that That you guys were going to take Bernie and try and go on a fucking adventure. (laughs) I was like, please, Uh,
4: (laughs) please
3: make this weekend at Bernie's uh it was i was i was praying so hard i was like please just take him from the fucking bathroom and go <laughs> just and deuce, marry Go and out. bring him to the fucking movie studio <laughs> and just have fucking hijinks ensue i was so ready for that um and uh it, it let me down you oh you all let me down completely <laughs> I, I so he you killed Luca. Like, was all for it. <laughs> so to, I killed Luca.
2: That was it. It's fair. Uh, you didn't think that trying to convince it, so. Blanson that he killed Bernie? <laughs> oh, it? oh man, it's was, it was twisted. In that moment, I was like, I didn't expect it to get this dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Naomi's, yeah, it was great. Naomi's. And then it got Kirk. so much darker. And then
3: it got uh, darker. <laughs> for whack, what NPCs did you least expect to make as big of an impact on the story as they did? I feel like... None of them? Um, I, I kind of feel like the other way around, asking that question, is probably better. Like, uh, which NPCs did I expect to make a big impact, and they didn't? Um, it's probably... Uh, Polly was supposed to have w- w- way, way, way bigger uh, impact on things than she did. And then, and then, Skip, I, and then, uh, Skip was yeah. definitely supposed to make yeah. more of an impact. <laughs> uh, Polly and the the Polly and Skip duo were supposed to be wow. like way more important.
4: Um, mm.
3: And uh, you know who wasn't but, in it? much? Prism.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> honestly, I, I, Prism yeah. like. I talked considering about, he's the the guy yeah, i i talked about this uh previously but i i had changed that kaz and dr prism were supposed to be more involved but i decided i was more interested in, in what you guys were doing with your character. so i just i just i, I do I think um
0: i feel like i've spoken way too much but uh I will say that I think one thing about this that it, that really stood out to me is that every NPC that you did present to us had a fucking good reason to be there and impacted perfectly. Like it, you did. There were no like throwaway NPCs, no no fuck around things. You know, I mean, I'm sure there were a little side element like yes sir, and then they walk off. But every one of your main NPCs, when they were presented to us, had a reason and and put us somewhere you know not necessarily just being like a quest giver like i was saying before but they did something they all had an impact on us or the story in such a way that they that none of them are really forgettable like they all were there for a reason they served a purpose whether it was the purpose they were intended for or not um so yeah just make a gm um, comment
1: there because i know there are a lot of people that will that's because WAC played it uh, all of his NPCs reacted reacting. to what the players were doing. And a lot of GMs will have your NPCs like either deliver and doing something and acting, but they're not really truly reacting to what the players have done so or said. So great.
0: They feel like yeah. real characters, just like we're mm-hmm. we're sitting here on these characters that we've played for weeks and on, weeks and on, weeks, on, weeks and Wack presents us with one that feels like the same thing. Like they come in and they go, oh, I am this person, I'm real, you know? I am Estefania. I am um, the the Red Star. You know, this AI thing. You know, like you're like, what the fuck? They they seem very real. And but every one of them was important as well,
3: um, which is uh, pretty it's pretty impressive. Thank you. I, I um I enjoy playing. I mean, you know, you you know me. You, you you know, I like playing a variety of different kind of characters and whatnot. I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, one of the that's honestly one of the most enjoyable things for me as a GM is just coming up with NPCs that fit in the situations. Um, I build a lot of them off of what you are doing. Um, you know, I am very reactionary with the NPCs. Um, I'll come up with general ideas and just see how I can fit them in based on what you do so that it feels natural. I feel like a lot of times that's, um, what I spend a lot of prep time on um is just thinking about those things yeah um because again I, I i was really trying to make your characters the focus and um i wanted to enhance your characters and through with the npcs like the npcs were tools to enhance your characters that's a better way to say it. um Commander Strax, did they really kill the blue Orion? If yes, how is the firmament still existing? Great question. I'm not answering. (laughs) Commander Strax, to everyone, what question would you have expected or hoped to come up because you would have wanted to talk about that, but it was not asked? How big is
4: my... What a
0: great question. Ask me. I'm kidding. (laughs) But seriously. Uh, I don't really have any questions that i hoped I wanted to answer
3: whatever were there any i, I
6: th- i'll say something why not uh there's only two bits that i i wanted to say one is uh, is who okay. was the inspiration for heath because heath i will say this to work changed the second he came out of the tube from who <laughs> i was going to play <laughs> literally <laughs> I like he, Welcome. he was supposed to be like from uh, like from the A team, Howling Mad Murdoch was the inspiration for him, oh, yeah. but he very quickly turned into a really asshole, grumpy version, vice vaguely violent prick version of Howling Why? Mad Murdoch.
1: What caused
6: I just was responding to the, the info that Mike yeah. was giving me, yeah, it's just the event's yeah. like. Like, even like Watch how the friends are, yeah, I, like I wake up, my friends are being killed, there's some prick with a rifle, and it just kind of you know, it's like, yeah, I, I hate to, to use this term, but like, even like when if I get a script for a game or something, we say, well, once you get a character up on its feet, it suddenly becomes something different immediately. And as yeah. soon as I was like, Heath walking around, I was like, oh no, he's got. He's got more swagger and he's a bit grumpier,
5: and he i uh, can't be fucked with any because of it. It's because you were woken up mid sleep. He's just on the wrong side of the bed. That's how you.
4: Kind of, <laughs> the whole entire thing is just him now.
5: waking up from just this horrible, like, <laughs> I was, what is this? And just having
3: that that, that grumpy day. Yeah. How you presented it's, Heath for it. That, that's really <laughs> you know, cool. You know how you're, you know how you're told well. when you're little? Like, don't make that face, it'll stay that way. That's what happens when you're when you've got the serum. You woke up on the wrong side <laughs> yeah, of the bed and just stuck. It. Yeah, uh-huh. you also yeah. woke up with a tube hanging out of his.
6: <laughs> yeah, there was that, a groin, a groin which is what I will be remembered for till the end of time. So thanks for that. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I think as well, like from what I'd seen of ZBO before, and then just just diving in like he was he was supposed to have like all these weird tics like i wanted him just to be like all right we've got to go down to the hangar bay half a two pound of cheese what like <laughs> as, a, as a complete side effect of like that's what the serum had done to him he just messed him up a little bit yeah so he was like but then as the like the tone shifted that. slightly i was like that, that would have worked but it would have been very different and i think would have got quite tiring after one or two episodes of it so i was like it's been that um so Heath he completely was a fly by the seat of my pants, really, every episode. Just like, I didn't plan anything for him. I just went, well, let's just, I'll ju- I know what Heath is and what he does. So we'll just see what happens. This was your
3: first like tabletop role playing sh- uh, uh, yeah. show that you've been this Was
6: it first your first one. game as oh, yeah. well?
3: Yeah. I've never played tabletop nice.
6: before ZBO. <laughs> really? Good so that are, was great bud. to go into to Lancer. Yeah. That was a super simple <laughs> system for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's what? nothing you
0: can't play now, though. Yeah. That's true, yeah. I'm like an 82-year-old.
3: Watch Roll20!
6: Okay. Yeah. Well, that was good. Oh, um, and the only other thing I was going to say is, because is we had this discussion, I won't spoil too much, because, but it was an amusing after-show discussion after the finale about Heath's, uh, the end of Heath, question oh. mark.
1: You should talk about that though. Yeah, will the, the, well, the, the complete,
6: the complete misunderstanding. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. amazing. So, yes. So during like obviously he got or the mech got decapitated and as as we think we all landed back in oh. firmament I was messaging <laughs> Whack at the same time, going, "Uh, am I dead? Like, because I wasn't quite sure." Um, and I think there was like a slight pause where like I think Effie said like Heath, can you get us home? And there was just a, ever such a slight pause because yeah. I was like. I'm just waiting for Wack to answer. I'm, whack put. I'm trying to remember. It was like, uh, mech equals. destroyed
3: equals exclamation mark. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so I, t- <coughs> so when you're GMing, uh, especially a combat heavy system, your, your brain, brain starts to go. You, yeah, your brain <laughs> goes like, I, I would love to see a brain scan or something during a show. <laughs> right. yeah. I want to yeah. see one so yeah. bad yeah. because they equated Starcraft 2 and Starcraft Brood War to be the equivalent of, like, taking the SATs every time you play. Yeah. I feel it's, it's the same thing. Like, your brain is just mm. crazy. So I, I'm i trying to manage and produce all these things, and I'm, I write in the Zoom chat, like, uh mech destroyed exclamation point equals uh death which means does not mean dead but yeah. jay doesn't know that i'm thinking in my head like he was in his <laughs> I- code and stuff he's, yeah. he's in it you know yeah. he probably knows this but like i'm not thinking that through i'm trying to do like 12 other things I'm, like the show's <laughs> ending just... like yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I
6: like, thought, that must be a typo, that's, that's got to be equals, because the amusing thing was, despite the fact I worked in IT, I didn't use that language, so I didn't even know anyway. I was like, oh, okay, that's got to be a typo, because we're but going you a You don't have an, an Enigma machine hooked up with <laughs> Zoom every week, just exactly. in case you need to pull something <laughs> on the fly. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I I'll play as dead. I wouldn't have what I yeah. oh, yeah. But I think so what's I more interesting is where I could go, is that... Yeah all actually thinking about it because all heath knows is like my mate got hit and i woke up in the firmament like that doesn't like he could just then come back like he all he knows is i'm in the firmament he might think he's dead but for all we know he could wake yeah. up back in the real world with a hangover and just like oh for fuck's sake i thought it was all over i like fine. weirdly <clears throat> i really like the idea that heath is canonically dead
0: because yeah. whack miss type <laughs> <laughs> so
6: perfect <laughs> how did you die by typo? <laughs> yeah.
1: by typo by yeah. typo yeah
6: but i mean uh, that was, that was character absolutely commitment. Heath, what he heath wanted like he yeah. if, if the opportunity had come up like i would he, i would have killed heath in an instant in like a in a sacrifice moment it's, it's the only thing he would He's have been, been begging with, for it since really. we were yeah. drifting
5: out in space yeah yeah, yeah like, like heath,
6: He'd have been the Terminator thumb going down, going ah, oh, you yeah. prick, as he like grabbed Casmaro <laughs> into the lava. Like they hit that, would have been fine. He'd have gone out like that. So he's he's kind of happy, I guess. Lucas, that stole was it. You're saying <laughs> Yeah. yeah anyway.
3: uh, William Wall five one two. Would the crew break out Elisa in the future? God, it's probably like why we had we had <laughs> three we had
0: three missions wow. rendezvous with fuck? Alpha Squad collect Tivius and collect elisa and then firefly you know begins i yeah. imagine i
1: don't
5: remember did, did, did elisa say too, right? wasn't she like not didn't she willingly be like i have to go wasn't this, it was she all she willingly
1: about, went but yeah. it was because she she recognized that she was having mental health issues and she needed help right. yeah
5: oh right i don't know if
0: i would have yeah, i i don't know if but then would. we would we would pick her up and be like hey we're all the same we're all up
4: let's go together yeah. let's go together yeah then
5: would be like yeah, they are yes they are yeah, yeah. hello <laughs>
4: we
1: have,
5: i don't know why oh, we're, we're here the we're we're going shopping. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> we have a the therapist on the ship you'll be fine let's go
3: <laughs> i i that's not me i don't actually okay well hello <laughs>
4: uh
3: hello? chill panda at, p- and Dana asks, uh, "Okay, Grandana. so so I was really wondering for the creation of the character Stu Rashman Flanagan, was it inspired by the character Zap Brannigan from Futurama?" Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but also,
0: but also uh, Stu Flanagan is a role play character you've played before, right?
2: Yeah, um, I, I made him three years ago. Uh, he was a uh, role play on Arc, and I doing had- it now doing it right uh, now and uh, yes, now uh, yes. now i'm back uh, to forward slash or <laughs> hashtag follow me uh, but yeah i am i am Hist playing the walrus right go <laughs> yeah he's uh <laughs> so I, I played him before as a captain um and i still am playing him as a captain of the galactic space force and he still Can has you like, imagine a if he was <laughs> a captain
1: in- god no <laughs> i know it's so good the show would have been dying. very, very different. cowards uh, oh my god. <laughs> Season two. There
6: was a a couple of puns in this show that I kept wanting to come up. And I was waiting for a conversation between Flanagan and an NPC where an NPC went something like, Oh, I feel like a new man again. And he went, No, it's Flanagan, not (laughs) man (laughs) again. I don't know
5: why that. I just was waiting for it. It's a, oh. That's a specific conversation.
3: Uh, <laughs> anticipatory puns with Jay Britton. I
4: <laughs>
5: did.
6: I said to Wack, in fact, I'm going to do it now because it's my last chance to do it. I said to Whack, I think the very first episode, like before we went live, there was a, a phrase I wanted Heath to somehow put in if I ever got to fire and do a really good attack. Which is going to be, if you can't stand the Heath, get out of the kitchen. Yes. And I never got to do it. And I was so sad.
4: You were a minimum. <laughs> yes! <to do> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's so bad. So oh, I, I don't, I don't, so rem- I don't remember oh, that, and I feel so like good. there's a reason that, that I don't yeah,
3: remember that. And, right oh. and
6: I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> I've already pissed back off, and I've not even started playing yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to kill me. Accurate, oh. accurate. Um, can we have one more stew book quote thing? Says Brad. <laughs> I was typing Brad. it really quickly because I knew you were about to go. Well, that's the end. <laughs> 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 the end. Um. <laughs>
5: And
0: we have oh, one, more, one more from the book just to close us out forever.
2: Oh, one yeah, more you game. know, I can actually uh, pull oh it up. I, I would I would just write random.
5: You, so you have, how many quotes things. do you
2: have in there? In this
5: document, this PDF thing that you're going to publish? I only have five.
4: I gotta, oh. I gotta, I gotta,
5: I gotta
2: get oh. cracking. I, crackin'. I was going five? to make like at least 20. So like at random points, I could just pull it up and then like have an excuse to use it. But like, there never, like, there, there weren't too many scenarios many where were made I up on uh, the spot? could do it. Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good.
4: Nice. Nice. Those
1: are... The five that he has written down are the yeah, five I've he made up new. on the spot. <laughs> yeah, or
2: all of the, I, I literally that. cracked open my notepad and I was like. Okay, I need to explain that he has a book, but I don't have any quotes and I need to start coming up with some stuff right now. So while the show was going on, I was like, uh, this will work. And some of them were just like, yeah, number 69 is yes. And number 14 is <laughs> WFT. What would Flanagan do? It's,
4: uh, this uh, is not oh.
1: Speaking of which, someone said, and I forgot to write it down, but somebody said that the this roundtable should be 101 ways to bullshit your way through a lancer campaign. <laughs> oh yes. my
3: god, that oh, was
4: that was <laughs> definitely
3: my thinking throughout the entire thing. <gasps> <gasps> Um, yeah, uh, Shadow the wreck God, were Wyatt to ever roll triples at one point, were were their plans how to move forward with that, or would he just bloop out of the show? I had oh, zero yeah. plans for really? that happening. I'll be completely also honest. Also, the rules
0: changed for that, uh, that mechanic halfway through. When, when we were given the original book, the rules were that my mech disappears, and I just remain as a pilot. But then when they released the book, the rule was that you just straight up vanish until the end of the scene and then return. I can't remember oh, if it's okay. with or without the mech. So depending on when in the campaign awesome. it happened, yeah, it would have been very interesting. I. Could I mean, you
1: imagine getting blinked out of the campaign, and then halfway through they patch it, and you're like,
2: "Fuck!" Uh, you get back in.
4: You just come <laughs> um, back
2: in, like, "Hi hey guys, what's up?" Hi, Con. Uh, but you're old Wyatt. Really
4: you're like happen, old Wyatt now. You blinked back, yeah. and you're fucking like you've been through A some hero
1: shit from yeah. heroes. Yeah. I was I so
3: Wyatt. stuck on that movie. Oh.
0: Because it's like a free move. It's like it's so weird and broken and strangely worded that you can just every use single it as Mac head one of want. those. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. I, I, from the role play perspective, I really wanted it to happen. But from the from the combat mechanic perspective, I really didn't. I was like, mm. a, it's hard. and B, I'd just be out of the show for like four weeks. <laughs> like, so I was like, I wasn't sure if I wanted it to happen. Like the chaotic part of me really, really wanted to vanish because it was just cool. But, uh, yeah, I was very concerned about it happening, and then I just was like, oh, man, I don't know what the hell we do with, uh, with that from uh, the fact that I would just vanish for, you know, 12 weeks of combat.
3: Envisionable uh, asks, who was each of your favorite characters? And then we'll wrap things up. Wyatt, obviously. fucking <laughs> best one. <laughs> You're talking about these guys suck.
0: <laughs>
6: I'm, I'm going uh, to say, Luca, um... <laughs> it's for t- one for one very selfish reason um I said I said this in chat earlier Not on in the stream <clears throat> yeah um the scene with with myth in space and Luca in space where we jumped out of the back of the thing like genuinely for me like professionally or personally that is one of the most ex- interesting scenes I've ever got to perform and it was like genuine tears it was it was fucking lovely. I loved it. And I, I'd be ever for grateful for for Tabletop giving me a chance to do that kind of improv. It was it was just fucking wonderful. And I just loved Luca as a as an arc, as a character, as that, that nice paradox of the the absolute unit who will rip your arm. It's a Wookiee. Like when yeah, happens, right. I'll rip your yeah, exactly. arm off, but yeah, i yeah. I'm also nice to Cuddle. Like uh-huh. I just I loved it. So yeah, there we go. That's my that's my stake in the ground.
3: Who's next?
1: I loved them all. I really did. If I had to pick one, Stu. Stu was my favorite character. Are you kidding me? It's too good. It's
5: too good. I really liked Effie being a being the clone. Like and like that was so cool. I know it didn't it, it through the through the plot and everything, weaving and, and mixing, but just I think that was just such a cool uh, path and story and arc that we saw in the journey that Effie took uh, both uh, both PB and Effie um, took the entire time was just super cool and PB adjusting everything um, on the fly was super awesome but to also see Effie be conflicted uh, with n- numerous characters which were still the same character was super super cool to see and watch.
1: Yeah that was pretty tough I and mean, like this is the th- yeah Thank you. I appreciate
2: that. Fist. What about you? I'm also with BB on this one. I loved everybody. Um, I'm not also saying that I love Stu, but no, <laughs> i not, not I think Stu is my favorite character. No, I, I liked um I liked Wyatt's character simply Why? because the um the cigarette uh bit always got me. Like I think the first one, like Walking outside to like a hundred and like twenty five degree <laughs> <Yeah>. weather, <laughs> yeah. to smoke a cigarette. No matter what, yeah. The dedication skin, to just skin is cigarette.
4: melting. The smokers They're
5: antisocial, just like we're we're just meeting each other. It's like our second, third, third scene, and you're like. All
3: right, I gotta get. <laughs> just to get out of here <laughs> every 10 movie. minutes on the yeah. dot like yeah, you so gotta good. go
2: it set the scene so well it was like all right well I know how his character is now like yeah, I don't care what it is it so I just want it was so frustrating not
0: having cigarettes at the end right because I just didn't physically have any and although I was playing I was using the cigarettes a little bit to uh to, to show that Wyatt had changed, right? He didn't need to smoke anymore because he wasn't relying on anything as a crutch because he had his own internal strength to you know, re- stand upright or whatever. But also, I did kind of want to do this thing where as he became slightly more anxious and, and the the edges began to fray, he would maybe pull out a cigarette. <laughs> like, and it wasn't like a, he needed it like as a reliant thing. It was just an old habit kind of situation mm-hmm. but I didn't have it at yeah. the end. Also, I bought these and didn't get to use them for multiple Sessions at the end, like months. (laughs) I just have these fake cigarettes now.
1: Wyatt's character arc was my favorite. That was that was a pleasure to watch. It was really really good.
3: What about uh, what about you, Jay? Me? Yeah,
6: said Luca. Uh, Yeah, uh, it's so tough because there's there's like little bits of every character that I just absolutely adore. Like, yeah, I, like, when I think about it, it's everyone. It's so tough. Like, Stu's naivete as well. Like, he's just like just, he's like a child, but not a child. It's just like, ugh. and just, uh, yeah. And Brad, as much as Wyatt was a prick, uh, he was a superb fucking character. I mean, the arc you took him on, bravo. Um, it, yeah, it, Wyatt was just superb. He, just such a full character, and seeing him go through that, I think he's probably Probably the character out of all of them that changed the most from beginning to end. I think definitely. I think, um... Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and Effie as well, to...
6: just continued yeah. continued innocence, um... And just that, that can-do attitude all the way to the end. Um, even when, like, her world was kind of coming apart a little bit. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I mean I love all of them, but Luca will still have a little special cuddly grapply place in my heart. That oh, was
5: yeah, that was some really great scene. And thank you. And I echo everything you said. It was awesome. It was really wonderful and and uh beautiful to role play with
3: you and uh, to have that scene. It was really, really cool. Um yeah, I'm gonna do the parent thing as well and just say all of the characters were uh were fantastic overall in general. Um you know, it was, a, it was an absolute pleasure doing the show with everybody. Um, and even though Colo couldn't be here as well, um, I loved the way that she played Elisa. Um, and playing that, f- I wish yeah, we saw more of that. To be yeah. honest, that was yeah, that was a honestly I was playing, really invested. Playing that, you know, hated character, uh, the bad guy, like the the one that's always sort of perceived as you know the the heel, uh, is tough. That's a tough character to play. And Colo did that on her first adventure into tabletop role playing in a system that is extremely complicated. So we had three people on this show that it was their first time doing a tabletop role playing game, <laughs> and it was also one of the most complex that I've ever played. Um, that's that's tough that's double tough okay um i i give her a lot of props for doing that and um you know uh if you want to talk to colo about uh because i did i did see the question there was a question that asked like uh why you know why did colo leave um that's that's up for colo to answer i don't feel like answering that when she's not here is is uh is, i fired her for being mean to wyatt every week Yeah, that was why
0: I'm uh, really upset. I mean, like, she said on stream
1: before, you know, that the Harry Potter's made for her, and it was yeah. the matter of she gets <laughs> to Hello do Potter. one or the other Day due one. to her schedule. So, uh-huh. you know, like I'm really upset because um, I
6: think Heath and Alyssa uh, would have romanced. That was that. <laughs> <calling it>. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved to. I'd no. love to have R.P'd that more because I think it, it was, it was really fascinating. Wouldn't it wouldn't have happened, yeah, right. So yeah, but
5: it's still awesome, yeah. yeah that would have
6: been really I cool. I think um, it, was, it was great to have a, two characters where, like, Elisa was all about a lot of, you know, like, very defensive, very aggressive, calling everyone, you know, calling everyone out. But when she did it with Heath, because Heath is just an asshole, he just went, yeah no you're right I am yeah, I like well. that <laughs> and I got yeah. yeah yeah come on come yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice yeah, to, to kind more. of see that like, like like, reverse butting heads like trying to butt heads and having nothing to go against and I would have I really enjoyed like the scenes with Kolo but that would have been really nice to kind of explore watch, yeah. what at least would have done with like, someone who's like I'm not gonna fight you this is fine we also needed a yeah. hacker <laughs>
0: We needed a yeah. hacker so much, and we yeah. didn't have one just in the team comp from the mechanics of the combat. Um, it, it was like the, Luca killed all the bad guys at the end, and she hacked the AI thing. None <laughs> of us actually saved the world. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <It
0: is. laughs> None of the active members did anything. Like we just fucked around, and, and those two did the, the world-saving, universe-saving thing. Uh, which is actually really apt, I think. It was yeah. kind of cool that they got a little uh, nod. Yeah, Elisa was such a great character. I was devastated to lose her because she was totally like my Wyatt antidote mm. character. I was like, mm. oh, fuck, I'm just unhinged now. You know, like I got unchained. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. fucking, yeah. I don't have anyone There's to just no hit limit. me every week. <laughs> and I, yeah. I was like, oh, what do I, um, I have no character arc now because I lost this, like, we have the dad, the nice dad figure. And I was like, that's not going to work on Wyatt, you know? <laughs> Like the the mum with the rolling pin (laughs) head, which I lost, and I was was very sad to lose Elisa as a character. Not so sad to lose Colo as a player, though. She's terrible. You won't won't see her on this channel again.
3: (laughs) Except tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow. All right, Chris.
0: Just a a joke. Everything
5: I say is a joke. (laughs) It's the last episode, it's fine. A question earlier about if we were to change one thing system or RP or anything uh, what would it be and I think it would be adding another web another uh, webcam window to the yep. overlay and having Elisa come back because uh, right. that would have been that would have been really cool to see that that um all of that and uh, how she would interact with Ending uh, the real world like reality to have a
0: version of video that had both Heath and Lisa in it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, well, that's also what, that's basically I, I impossible to... with the system.
3: <laughs> trying to, yeah. to oh, yeah. jam pack seven people into this system Combat in would have one been show. so
0: Like an extra two episodes every For time. For
3: every yeah. single one. Yeah. It adds or just play a character that does one thing and that's it.
5: And that's either grappling or maybe moving people around. <laughs> um that was how I came up with that I was like I'm gonna I am going this this looks complicated I'm just gonna push people (laughs) I'm
1: gonna sniper that's it yeah
3: yeah all I do um yeah so that's gonna wrap things up for our wrap up um let's we're gonna we're gonna do some shout outs and whatnot um but before we do that I I just want to give a big thank you uh to everyone that uh participated in this show um you you are the the reason that the show was so great and um I, I really appreciate uh how much effort you put into all of your characters and um it was it was really special. So thank you so much. Uh thank you Myth, thank you, Fist, thank you, PB, thank you, Jay, thank you, Brad, and thank you, Colo. Um because uh you just you did such an amazing job. Um and uh I looked forward to how your characters were going to react to every situation, um, and it was very uh, exciting. And um, I also want to give a big shout-out to Chat um, and all of our supporters for just uh, supporting the show um, like you did. Um, you know, you're, you were super invested in everything, um, and we had some amazing fan art. Uh, I see you there, Sati. Thank you so much for all that fan art and thank you for for just being active and being invested um, thank you so much um, let's go around the room let's do some shout outs and uh, let's say our goodbyes PB could you start us off please
1: sure of course um, I'm Pumpkinberry and I played Efriella for you for this show um, and you can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Pumpkinberry I am also here on Wednesdays uh, GMing the new surreal thriller Gone Brad's in that one uh, Myth's in that one as well uh, and a whole bunch of other really really awesome role players so you should come check that out and then I'm here again on Sunday uh, in Brad's show uh, Dying Order where I play an old woman uh, and I love her a lot so you can come check that out as well thank you for having me Wack, and thank you for telling such an amazing story I'm very attached uh, to ZBO
3: thank you Man. oh boy
5: um so i kept my outros and intros pretty brief throughout the series but i'm not gonna do that now um because it's the last one thank you everybody for being uh, a part of this and uh telling the story with us and uh thank you for having me a part of it i uh, i say i say thank you and thank you for trusting me with all this stuff a lot because i am super nervous about it. I was super shy getting into this. Um, super nervous to play with all of you and to hang and to be a part of this story, uh, especially in a genre that I'm not really super uh, familiar with, anime. Um, so it was a challenge for me there, but also uh, to just welcome me in with open arms to tell the story of Luca and also uh, Dr. Quanta Zephyr, Dr. Donovan Zephyr. Um, was just really awesome. And uh, you guys have been super supportive throughout this whole thing. And I thank you very, very much for, uh, for uh, having my back and lifting me up as a person and as a role player and as a cast member here on Table Story. So thank you for that. Um, my name is Mythomatic. I'm a role play streamer and voice actor here on Twitch. You can find me over on twitter.com slash Mythomatic where you can see what I'm doing when I'm doing it. I usually stream Star Citizen uh, once or twice a week uh, over on my channel, I do a full cinematic RP experience, uh, you can check that out uh, I also do a lot of, uh, like I said I will do a lot of RP and things, I'm constantly uh, playing make-believe so if you like uh, telling stories check me out, thank you very much once again, this is great, I can't wait for more shows with all of you and I can't wait uh, to just to tell stories again, so thank you it was this is really wonderful
3: Thank you, Myth we're happy to have you join us it's GM Win. Sorry. Hi.
6: Uh, I gotta follow that now. Thanks. I am um, <laughs> Jay uh, Britton. You can find me on Twitch, Jay Britton. It's really easy. Uh, I'm currently dying a lot in Dark Souls 2. Come and watch me play with my face. That's always great
3: fun. It's uh, being attacked it's... by exclamation point equals in Dark Souls. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh my it's, god. It, yeah.
3: It's it's. Now you know you die in Dark Souls. That's it's, it's just all, all the time.
6: You're always dead in Dark Souls. That's how the game goes. Um, but my chat likes to wait until I've like I'm on my fifteenth run on a boss and I've got it finally got it down to the third hell health and they redeem like a play with one hand or play with my eyes closed because they're horrible people. Um, so yeah, come and come to my channel and fuck with me. Um, this, I mean, I'm just gonna be echoing the words of everyone, really. This was amazing. This was wonderful. It was a joy to get to play with everyone here. And, and i become incredibly attached to Heath. Uh, he was just, just it was so much fun to play and the characters in this world were all wonderful and magnificent. And yeah, you know, similarly for my first table story show, and tabletop show, for that matter. Um, like there was a little bit of, oh, I'm I'm coming to play with people I've watched for a while. This is slightly weird, but okay. Let's let's give this a go. Um, and I think it speaks a lot to the quality that Table Story puts out. Like acting is my day job, and yet every half an hour before ZBO, there's like a little bit. Oh, okay. Come on, Jay, do good good okay like people expect goodness on this channel um so that i think that says a lot about what table story does um so thank you for trusting me to come on thank you chat for uh enjoying heath minimum damage marker brown uh (laughs) one day i'll punch a three uh and that's it from me there you go ended on a pun
2: what a segue yeah (laughs) missed hello I'm Fist of the Walrus, and I played Stu Flanagan, and uh, I'm very happy. Uh, about a year ago, Brad invited me uh, to this, and usually I'm not too too um, familiar with this sort of style of role play. I've done a lot of role play on just just open world survival games like Ark and GTA, but I can safely say after this, I am better for having been on this show. And I'm very grateful to have met so many amazing role players and had a fantastic time being a part of the story and uh, just getting to know the community and uh, really getting a chance to broaden my horizons as far as tabletop RP goes and uh, say I'm sufficiently hooked to uh, this style of RP. It's been an amazing experience. Um, But speaking of open world survival games, currently I'm back on my arc kick uh with captain flanagan an iteration of flanagan if he were to be in a position of power that would endanger people's lives and <laughs> yeah that's a lot of interesting stuff going on over there but other than that uh i am uh, pretty much just doing that for the most part i really will miss this um i had a fantastic time thank you so much again for having me and uh, thank you guys for watching and supporting.
3: Thank you so much, and don't worry, fist. We'll definitely have you back on for something else. Don't you worry. Somebody that we definitely won't have on for anything else, Brad. Me? <laughs> That's <a> um, joke. <laughs> uh-huh. um,
0: yeah i uh, I spoke a bunch last week about how uh, how the show affected me on, on a personal level, to be honest. I feel like my character went through some things that I was able to draw from personally and kind of use to influence the role play that I did here. So it was really interesting to uh, think about and be able to do that in a in a tabletop game, kind of. I know we all kind of do that a bit. Sometimes you're like, wow, I just went through a thing that I'm just thinking about today. It was strange to uh, actively do that and kind of go, yeah, that's something that I've thought about before. Um, but I don't think I would, uh, I would either Ever have considered it? I don't think, unless I was surrounded by people that were as good at what they do as you guys have all been. This cast is ridiculous. Um, sometimes you get a cast of people that just have such great synergy um, that it, it just bleeds through so effortlessly. You just don't even you don't even notice how well we're all working together until like the end, and you look back at it and go, wow that was awesome." Um, and sometimes you play in games and you're like, "Man, this is awful." Um, which is all my games that I run. Uh, tune in on Sunday. Um, and sometimes you really feel like you're a part of something and I feel like, for me, I'm a weird person. It's, I struggle to be sincere and to put my best version of me forward. Um, and when I'm surrounded by people that really are uh, this good, I feel like I have to step up. So I actually try and I actively try and I'm always, uh, uh, I'm always kind of proud of myself when I do it a bit and then we all build something really special which i think this was i feel like this really is one of those shows that i'll look back on and always think that was awesome and i really felt that on so many levels and it was just i think really just due to you guys being so good and it makes me feel like i have to step up and then and then i do and do so and we all uh, we all come together and i'm not going to cry
4: <laughs>
0: mm. um also <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> no it was it was special and I I, uh, I I I feel like there's been a couple of shows that I've been on where I go wow that has changed me and made me want to be better not just in roleplay but just as a human being and sometimes I feel like uh, you get like really strong casts that really bring that out in me and I'm, and maybe each other I don't know um, and this really felt like that for me um, so I've, I've really enjoyed it and I and I think yeah uh, I think it came through the the screen because people really became attached to these characters, um, and I, I think a lot of it is that. I think we all brought it, and it and it really was something that just naturally felt very strong. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. I don't. I I know Wax thing of like, no, I never do a season two and never push it and stuff. And I know. Oh, I'm, I'm so badly. I'm always on side with that mentality, but I keep making the joke about season two because deep down, I think I really, I'm like, just, just it's okay, whack We can just break that rule once.
1: One time, Um, just one time.
0: Yeah, because sometimes you do have it and uh, you do have such a strong cast and such an
3: interesting show. Um, And yeah, it really was all thanks to me. So you're
4: welcome everybody.
3: I, I would like to point out, it was actually thanks to Brad and PB that this show happened in the first place. Um, We have our, we have our, uh, we have a uh, like a database of different systems and show ideas that we have. And to be fair, I came up with it, but I, I put it in there as a possibility. I'm like, oh, this Lancer system is about big mechs and things.
1: And then I just started screaming. Yeah, yeah just...
3: P, P, you know, and, and I had, like, I have, you know, I have I always have a ton of different show ideas that are percolating. But um, Brad and PB were like, we need to do that one. And I was like, <laughs> okay,
4: let's do that one. I
3: said, yeah. this system is, looks pretty tough. I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, uh, that's nah. kind of what happened and
0: Lancer blew us up as well at the beginning so yeah, thanks to the people yeah. at Lancer that was huge people did support that was huge. Our show. and
1: just for being supportive and explaining the rules and coming yeah, by that. and like helping us they were very very helpful and quite a yeah. few
0: people came from the Lancer community as well yeah um, so thanks for coming over and enjoying it I know it wasn't very rules heavy I think a lot of people were coming to watch it to learn the rules and then we were like
4: but Luca, I, I love
0: him, and it was like, "What the fuck? Shoot something! <laughs> Shoot something in the mech!" We like, <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. I don't know. One hundred percent accurate. 100% to have Lancer uh, to have Lancer support the show. You
3: know. Um, I'm Wax Steven. Uh, thank you. As I as I said before, thank you to everybody that uh, participated, and thank you, chat, for being here. As always, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this show a lot. Um, You know, uh, despite how difficult it was to to run from a show standpoint, um, it heavily taxed me. After every single episode, I was annihilated. Um, I was just i feel like i still was recovering like the day after uh so
1: what you're saying is witchcraft and wizardry is about to blow up because you're not gonna have anything that's yeah
3: if you you you, yeah if (laughs) if you were like god this witchcraft and wizardry show did wax steven doesn't put any effort into that uh it's just gonna get better so um yeah uh my brain (laughs) next week's episode of witchcraft and wizardry
0: they're gonna be like what the fuck why is this Nominated for a real BAFTA.
4: <laughs> what has happened?
3: Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely super challenging. But uh, every week was look forward to because of these wonderful people. So um, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have nothing else to say. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Monday. And you make sure that you follow all of these wonderful people. Please go follow them. They were fantastic. They were great role players. Make sure you follow Colo too, and um, and and go give them some monetary support if you can swing it. If you can't, then don't do that. Um, and uh, if you want to help support Table Story, check out our Patreon, uh, TableStory.tv/pledge for that. Um, and yeah, we'll hopefully see you tomorrow for Witchcraft and Wizardry. Peace out. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Goodbye, everybody.